This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. This is the Mexican Ray Phoenix, and you'll listen Boston wide open. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode 129. Oh my god, it's finally here! I'm Nick Howell. And sweet dreams are made of knees. I am Surrey and Dangerous. It's <laughs> WrestleMania. It's oh. WrestleMania time, Nick. We made yes. it. We made it to it's our WrestleMania show. Oh, God. Uh, it has been an absolutely in, insane week for me. I don't know about you, Nick. Yes. Uh, it, it's, been, it's been madness around the danger parts here. I've been uh, uh, traveling it, to undisclosed locations <laughs> in the Rocky Mountains this week and came back oh, to, God. oh my God, it's time, it's here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've, I've actually been working on moving the danger cave and I just, uh, I, got a, I got a new place today and I've got to move in the next little bit and the rest of WrestleMania. We got to do all this at the same time. It's my pops' 90th birthday. My, 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 my dear Pops is turning 90. Holy smokes. 90 years old, and this animal can still beat me at ping pong and, and pool, and, and he, can, he can drink me under the table in Vegas. So he's a, he's a monster. He's turning 90 this weekend. i got to go up uh, to, to his birthday party this weekend and fit in all of the WrestleMania shenanigans uh, at the same time. So this is going to be a bonkers weekend holy smokes um, well happy birthday to your pops for sure thank you very much yes danger dad is uh I mean, is, hashtag is, danger dad yes i yes. love that i'm connecting very much with mrs storyline right now as a result so oh. um yeah so it's 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 madness around here it will continue to be madness it's gonna be a mad weekend and it's gonna be a mad weekend in the world of wrestling because there is so much happening nick not just WrestleMania, not just TakeOver, but everyone and their mother is having a wrestling show in New York this weekend. We have a whole rundown of like a bunch of those shows. We're going to be running out some of the, like, the highlights there. We obviously don't have enough time to go through everything. We'll, we've got to talk about WrestleMania. We've got to give our picks. We've got to talk TakeOver. There's two big pay-per-views from WWE. My God. But before we get into that, Nick, let's do some housekeeping so we can get that Get, get on with the show and get to all the stuff we have to talk about. Yes. Uh, guys, big thank you and big ups to everybody in the Facebook discussion group this week. It seems like you guys might be a little bit excited about WrestleMania and TakeOver as well. Mm. 
But if you want to get in on some of that action, you got to head over to Facebook.com. Search for Busted Wide Open. Send us a join request. We will get you right in. I promise you, I promise you, you want to be around this weekend. So as soon as you hear this, come in and join the group. You can also find us over on Twitter at BWO Podcast. We'll be doing some live tweeting of the festivities throughout the course of the weekend over there as well. Uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open. We'll be going live again very soon. I've been saying that for a while. It's coming. <laughs> it's been, we've been saying it's that been for a while. It's been a minute. I get it. I hear you guys all the time. First, first you moved, and now I'm moving. It's, right. It's, oh, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shenaniganry. Okay. And then last it's but certainly Mercury not least. Mercury in retrograde, I tell I, you. Uh, I, I need a minute here. I have to send the biggest, biggest amount of thanks I'm going to say we. I'm going to speak for you. We have oh, to send okay. the biggest amount of thanks. Back in January, I passively challenged everybody, and I was like, we'll never get to 20 patrons. All right, you know what? If we do, I will put up a Naya shrine on the wall so that when we go live again, it'll be behind me in every episode. They're never going to put it. We're at 27 patrons. You guys nice. delivered. And growing. And, and growing, growing every day. Steadily. That's amazing. People Absolutely are signing up amazing. every day. We love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. I'm hoping that you're loving the bonus episodes that have come out over the last few weeks. The Naya Shrine is going to be built very soon. But if you want to get in on some of this bonus action above and beyond this regular show, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of those awesome reward tiers. Get in on listener questions, copies of the show notes, Bonus episodes that are just as good, if not better, than these. Uh, so I mean, there's a swag, all kinds of stuff are over there at patreon.com slash BWO. And again, thank you to all of our longstanding and current new patrons. And you know what, Nick? Actually, there's a lot more we need to discuss about what's happening with our patrons right now oh, because yeah. we, we got a lot of stuff planned for them this weekend, WrestleMania weekend specifically. But actually, to discuss that more, let's go and let's let's start our segment that we like to call the big news. Well, as I mentioned just a second ago, the Naya Shrine. It is time. You it guys time. delivered, so it's my turn to deliver. And I have to say, Ian, the UPS man stopped at my house today. Mm, did he know? He did. did and he, he delivered some packages that I have yet yeah. to open. So yeah, the only person inside. that knows what's inside of those is Sir Ian Dangerous. <laughs> is me. And he is not going to reveal it here today. I will be revealing <laughs> that exclusively for you guys on Patreon on Saturday. So be ready. Be ready yeah. for the release of the video. I have yet to open them. I have no idea what it is. We will be doing that uh, live on Saturday, and you will get the recording of that on Patreon.com. So if you want to see this, in action, yes. patreon.com like slash BWO. Un- <laughs> unveil the the first major components of his Nia Jax shrine, a shrine to, to Nick's favorite wrestler of all time, his his crush, his bay. Uh, check that mm. out on patreon.com. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, I can tell you. There, there are going to be some nice centerpieces that he's going to be checking out. <laughs> um, and and we will build it more outwards from there. It's just that it's just the beginning inserts uh, in a, foot back in mouth from a few months oh, ago yes oh yes and the thing is there's gonna be here's the thing man you know that we've got a few more tiers that we're gonna hit and find more things to 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 do for you here Nick. yeah guys uh, it's the race to 50 now yeah it's 50 50 and you have to have a ringtone yep you have you have the nia Jax ringtone I don't, Every time, not only do i have to have it on my phone i have to create it oh i'll, I'll i have to mix it, it. <laughs> yeah 
the dubstep remix of her going <coughs> something like that. We'll figure it out. Or just of her theme song. That'd be amazing. What if what if we'll we uh, what if out. we uh, conscribed a Skrillex to create it for us? How about that? I'll call him up and see. Yeah. I think he's available. Um, uh, but no, in, in other news, speaking of our patrons and WrestleMania, uh, if you are a patron of this show, then you have the opportunity to play for prizes the BWO official WrestleMania Pick'ems. We have put together a Pick'ems sheet and it's you can you can down, even if you're not a patron, you can download and play along with everybody else. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but if you are a patron, you will be playing for prizes. Yes. Stuff in prizes. Yes. Playing for prizes. And we have a couple of different uh, different prizes depending on on how you do. Uh, so let's run those down right well, now. Just one to, order to of business and... real quick. Uh, oh. There, there was a late match that was uh, announced today that, was not, that we did not include on the sheet. And frankly, I'm not that bent out of shape about it. Uh, they did finally decide to include the Raw Tag Championships, which, frankly, Who? I'm not surprised. Exactly. They, they've mostly been useless for about a year now, if not longer. There's, there's Raw Tag Championships? Yeah, they, this, this group called The Revival has been back and forth with a few B-team. Never heard Who of knows? Them. Never uh, heard of them. So after conferring with Ian and uh, patrons that are involved in this uh contest we decided just to leave it off completely because you know other than having you guys completely resubmit it's just not worth it honestly no Uh, and and honestly like thank you to everyone who who (laughs) submitted already like you guys are animals within 10 minutes i had the first submission of posting that thing you guys are awesome Uh, second thing there i want to say a cutoff for submissions will be 5 p.m eastern time on sunday you have to have your picks in before the kickoff show starts. So 2 p.m. Pacific. 2 p.m. 5 Pacific, PM 5 Eastern. And that's, that's U.S. time. That's U.S. If, time. If, you're, if you are one of our Australia or, or England or, or uh, Dutch or anywhere that, anywhere that you are, that's, that's our, I don't, we don't have all the times in front of us. That's the American times. American. Uh, Figure figured out, figured out from there, I guess. If you have any questions about what the time would be locally for you, I guess put it in the Facebook discussion group. We'll figure it out. Yep. But yes, there is a cutoff for submissions. But you know, if you want to play, it'd be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nick, what do we have for the winners? Oh, what man. are the prizes we're playing for here? Drum roll, please. The first prize is if you beat either myself or the Sir rain, Ian the rain champ, The rain the champ. reigning, defending undisputed oh god wrestlemania pickham's champion nick howell if you beat me or sir ian dangerous you are going to get your picture on our facebook banner as and you're also going to get a special sticker proclaiming that you have done so yep and you will have that that glory on our facebook banner for a year until next wrestlemania until you are supplanted Yes. Uh, and in addition to the sticker, I'm going to be designing it myself. It's basically going to be a special sticker showing that you are indeed a wrestling genius and that you are you were able to defeat both the reigning champ, Nick uh, Howell, or myself. Uh, in addition, if you... So we have some other things to this. A couple of oh, different yeah. tiers Oh, here. we're not done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's... If you beat either Nick or me, you get your face on our Facebook banner and a sticker. If, however, you are just a god... And you get everything correct. If you pick every match correctly, regardless of points, this is a point system, but if you get every match correct, if you pick the winner of every match correctly, you are going to get a special shirt designed by myself. We will send you a special shirt 
showing that you are indeed a wrestling genius, a BWO wrestling genius. Yes. And you will get that shirt. If you beat everyone, if you are overall the number one highest points among anybody who's playing this pick of any of our patrons or Nick or myself, if you are the number one overall, you also get a special, a, a unique shirt. There's only one going to get made because only one person is going to get this. And it's going to be a unique shirt showing that you are the BWO champion of the WrestleMania Pickums, And that's going to be a pretty cool shirt. By the way, uh, with that, if Nick or I come in first overall, it's basically the highest patron is going to get that shirt. Someone's, someone's getting that shirt. Yep. Someone's getting that cool shirt. Uh, we do have some booby prizes as well. Yes. You, <laughs> this is one is like, so Nick, what happens if they come in dead last? If they are the, the, the worst score, the last score, Yep. of everyone. What do they get? Well, we've got two of these. Uh, the first one, if they lose, if you get, if you come in dead last, dead last, lowest points. I'm actually going to buy a special pair of knee-high tube socks, old school '80s basketball God. tube socks with the two red stripes on it because WrestleMania colors. And I'm going to wear them throughout the entire eight to ten hours of WrestleMania on Sunday, oh. and then I'm going to autograph them. Okay. And then I'm going to send them to Surrey and Dangerous, and he's going to autograph them, and I mean, then we're going them. to send oh. them to you. Have Lucky your tongs you. prepared. <laughs> if you come in dead last, this is all in good fun, right? Yeah. Uh, we strongly encourage the sharing of said socks on social media to the luck from to, from the lucky winner. Yes. Yes. Um, we may even draw Mr. Socko faces on them. Maybe. Too. Maybe yeah. you never know what you're gonna get, but I promise official, you. Official official BWO WrestleMania socks. I mean, so it's not that's not bad. It's no, just you it's know not, they're it's gonna not a smell bad like consolation prize. Thanks for playing. You're terrible at picking pay per views. Yeah, Here's your prize. Smell like your feet, or they or if they try for it, if they you know if they're intentionally trying. Speaking if you of Kurt which, Hawkins, it you know it's it's yeah you know. Well, if you really Kurt Hawkins, it, so there's another booby prize that's actually you know kind of cool. I'm sure I'm, some some people might actually go for this. If you get absolutely no picks correct, if you go zero for sixteen or however he manages there, zero for fifteen, I think, because uh, we don't have that the raw 15, tech yeah. match. Wah, wah. If you go zero for fifteen, you also get a unique shirt designed by myself, saying that you know nothing. You get a special shirt showing that you were unable to pick a single match correctly at WrestleMania, which in and of itself is impressive. It's really hard Very to impressive. do that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why it deserves a shirt. Is like that's that's a something to strive for, maybe. Or I don't or I just feel bad for the person who like genuinely didn't know. The irony but, yes, of you so. saying looking like Kit Harrington mildly and saying you know nothing is not lost on me either. Thanks, Hanson. <laughs> All right, so that's so yeah. That's, obviously, that's uh, uh, we have more details about that online. If you're a patron, check it out. Sign up uh, with uh, you know, grab that uh, that pick'em sheet on our discussion group page. Download it, fill it out, get it back to us before the kickoff show on Sunday, and uh, get your numbers in so you can play along and maybe win some prizes. And if you're not a patron yet, it is nowhere near too late to sign up. Go sign up for at least the $5 tier, and you can download. Uh, anyone who's uh, who's, um, who's listening to the show can download the Pick'em Sheet, but if you are a patron, then we will take your Pick'em Sheet and enter it into the prize pool. Yes. So go grab that right now. Nick, let's get into actually some some wrestling here now that we're 15 minutes into the show and we've just been talking about, about Pick'ems and whatnot. Let's get into the actual show because there's a metric poop ton of stuff to talk about this week. Um, the top thing I wanted to talk about before we get into like just WrestleMania and just dive deep into that 
is the fact that probably one of the biggest mainstream news stories about WWE came out this week. And I thought that was worthy of discussing in the big news segment because it did yeah. make a, a huge splash. It was probably, aside from you know the typical, uh, you know, uh, like Ronda Rousey joins WWE and stuff like that, the stuff that's part of the WWE machine that you would expect the promotional team to put out. This is the biggest story I can remember seeing since like someone major died. Um, John Oliver from last week tonight had his main story on his weekly show be about WWE and their practice of considering their talent, their wrestlers, their superstars, not as employees, but as independent contractors and how that saves them from having to worry about their health care or their lives and finances post their WWE career. And I was... I have to say, I'm of two minds about this segment, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on it first. Okay. Like, what, did you, what did you think about this segment? I quite enjoyed it. Um, there were several things that he called out, like Roman Reigns looking like a pedo and some... some you know, I get yeah, it. Like, John Oliver is a comedian. He tries to make little jabs and make it funny, but you know, that, there's a, a few things that are just unnecessary that he called out. But overall, I think he's spot on. I, 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 I'm, I'm like you. I'm with two minds. It's, you're an independent contractor. You know what you're signing up for. You have to deal with your own stuff. But on the other side, you're a multi-billion dollar corporation that has thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, I believe, in your employee. But the only ones that you're not really taking care of are the actual performers that are. you put your entire company on the backs of. And at the same time, don't take care of them or have any kind of pension or anything afterwards. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I, I, I don't know... Where this is, and part of me goes, is this getting a lot of limelight because of the AEW announcement earlier this year saying that they were going to provide health care and benefits, uh, insurance, things like that to uh, their their wrestlers, their superstars. So, yeah, I'm, I'm torn. I honestly, I, part of me loves the 1099 contractor system because it gives you the freedom to do whatever the hell you want. The last part of that, though, is that it, they're locked into exclusive contracts. So it takes away all of the benefits of being a 1099 contractor in the first place. That was probably the most salient point that he made was yep. that they are operating under a 1099 independent contractor contract in only in name. Everything else about it makes, you know, screams employee from how restrictive the contracts are to how much they work. There's no off season, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that was probably the most, uh, the, the best point that he made. But the thing, again, I agree with you. Some of his, his comedy with it fell a little flat. And I watch John Oliver fairly regularly. And usually I find his, his exposés a little bit better balanced between the comedy and the, the serious stuff. This one, I feel like he simplified a lot of stuff so much. And he kind of had to because it's such a complex issue. And he just spent a lot of time kind of making fun of Vince McMahon or simplifying who Vince was and his thoughts and, you know, putting out a very limited amount of footage of Vince uh, because Vince is a very nuanced character. I, I think he's completely in the wrong about this. I think that he absolutely should be providing some sort of, if not health care, then 
just coverage for his people that are working their asses off for him, whether that's giving them a, I mean, you could absolutely work out some sort of off season system. You could work out some, some way, just some way of taking care of them a little bit because they are literally breaking their bodies for you to make tons of money off of. And this, I, I think this is a topic, Nick, that, it's really a shame this happened this week because I want to talk about this for a long time. This is a fascinating topic, uh, and we could really dive deep into this, deeper than John Oliver did, and he gave himself, I think, 12 minutes. Um, we could go really deep on this because it is very nuanced, but unfortunately, we have WrestleMania to talk about this week, and so I can't really dive too deep into it other than to say, go check out the the last week tonight it's on hbo that clip is on on it's on youtube, YouTube. anybody so you can, can find watch it, it easily i think it's even been posted to our, to our facebook discussion group it's it's definitely worth a watch if you weren't aware of the sort of things that go on with wwe and to just get a position on it because a, a lot of people who don't watch wrestling are now being made aware of this by watching that clip and i've already heard people who are generally uninformed about the wwe giving opinions on it from just having watched that. And I've had to correct some of them or, or, or at least get some, give them a little bit more perspective because all they have is the information from that John Oliver piece. Right. So it's definitely worth a watch. But Nick, I think we're going to have to come back and touch on that either in a bonus episode or in a later episode when we have like a slower news week because there's a lot to unpack there. And we just don't have the time. But I just wanted to mention the fact that it did happen this week. And it was a fairly big deal. And I, I hope that there is some discussion that comes about it. Because it's a worthwhile topic. Especially in this day and age when WWE is making billions of dollars. Yep. No kidding. We, maybe we'll... Uh, you know what? I'll commit to it if you will. We'll do that in a future bonus episode for, for our Patreon guys. If you guys want to listen to it, uh, head over to Patreon.com. Sign up for one of those tiers. We'll get that out there for you very soon. But oh my God. I'm ready for WrestleMania. Let's head over uh, and talk about yes. Monday Night Raw. So typically, the last Raw before WrestleMania, something crazy happens. And by God, Nick, they did it again. I don't know they, if I've ever seen more memes come out of a segment from wrestling than this one. Lee crap. So the bizarre thing about this was this segment was in the middle of the show. It was the end of the second hour, and that was mind-boggling to me. I'm very curious if they're just giving up on that third hour entirely or if it, th- what the reasoning was behind it. This should have been their go-home segment, in my opinion. But what happened was, last week we were told there was going to be a, a, a three-on-three tag team match, the Riot Squad versus Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey, who, of course, are in the main event of WrestleMania against each other for Ronda Rousey's Raw title, Charlotte's SmackDown title, winner take all. And this match, if any of them turned on the other one, they would be kicked out of that match at WrestleMania. So the stakes were high. Silly, but high. And uh, it was actually a fairly... I, I was initially cringing at the idea. I thought it was kind of silly, but the execution was actually really good. You got to see the dynamics between all three women just in how they got into the ring how they interacted with each other, how they would like hard tag each other to get into the match. Becky did, I think, the most of the work, followed by Charlotte. And then at the end, Ronda hard tagged herself in, came in, tapped out Liv Morgan in, we counted, five seconds, and then immediately turned around now that the match was over and they could actually get physical and throat punched Charlotte 
immediately. <laughs> His throat punched her. And, of course, it devolved into absolute chaos. The women all started tussling. The security guards in black came out and took big boots and, and slaps and hard hits all over the place until the quote-unquote cops came out. The cops came out to the ring, handcuffed Ronda Rousey, who then got kicked by Becky Lynch. So Becky got handcuffed. Meanwhile, Charlotte's standing outside the ring going, all right, cool. Bye, ladies. But then Ronda gets out of the ring. Charlotte boots her, starts kicking her ass, throws a cop against the barricade. She gets handcuffed. All three women get dragged out of the arena in handcuffs, kicking and screaming the entire time. Nick, and then the most, then it continued. This was The brilliance of this was how long this segment was. But from the match to then getting dragged out of the ring, uh, you know, maybe have we seen too much handcuffs at this point? No, I, I no, love it. it. I was fine with it at this point because then it got even more insane. It went to the parking lot, the parking garage, and the cops in in you know they didn't. This was obviously they're going on a shoestring budget <laughs> or something. They didn't have a cop car. They had one kind of a cop car, and then they had another uh, uh, black sedan. They throw Becky and Rhonda into the back of the sedan. <laughs> together oh you know standard police procedure right they throw them because they're just they're gonna behave themselves because they're handcuffed (laughs) nope hey man i i didn't care they just looked at this was brilliant the camera guy pulled around right at the perfect time to catch Rhonda and becky noticing that each that they were in the back seat together and then there was that beautiful pause where they kind of went Oh, you boom. And they start kicking the crap out of each other in the back seat. Rhonda kicks out the car's window and somehow wriggles into the front seat by the time they pull Becky out because they realize what they've done. Meanwhile, Charlotte gets shoved in the other cop car. Uh, she jumps out, <laughs> somehow jumps out when they try. They try to put Becky in that cop car. Charlotte jumps out. Starts, they start kicking each other again. Rhonda somehow gets her car moving. Oh, she <laughs> wriggles her way into the front seat after they get <laughs> Becky out, and she hits the gas. Oh. How, like, how did she put it in drive? First of all, Be- because wrestling, I guess. But, and Dude. then just rams the other police car. Rams the cop car, and then, and then sticks her head out of the. They, they pull her out, stick her back in the back seat. She sticks her head out of the back window like a gopher coming out in the summertime. Like Ace Ventura sticking like his Ace- head out of the rhino. In, in. <laughs> that was one of the best things I saw all week. That was a good meme. Uh, well, one of the best memes I saw was Charlotte coming along with a high knee and taking Rhonda out while she's sticking her head out the window. Oh, my God. It just devolves. They all get taken off in the back of the cop cars. And Char- Well, Rhonda and Becky do. They, they can't keep. You know, this is, goes on for a while. Finally, Charlotte's left uh, standing in the parking lot. Ron and Becky are taken away. Oh, my. It was just chaos. It was fantastic. Chaos. And the brilliance of it, it was relentlessly intense. There was little to no logic. There was was little to any connection with actual reality. And I did not care. It It was the kind of just wanton, violent insanity that we watch wrestling for. People say, oh, I missed the Attitude Era. I missed the crazy shit that happened. This, what, that's what this was. The, the definition of just over-the-top madness. This was great. This was absolutely fantastic. It was for a feud that they have, frankly, completely bungled the build for. This was the best way they could have possibly gone home with yeah. a completely gonzo bit that established that these three women freaking hate each other and will do whatever it takes to destroy the other ones and just how out of control they were. 
everything about this. Mwah! Loved it. Brilliant. And we now know, based on Stephanie coming out, that there was some uncertainty about it over the last week or so that what was this going to be? Was one person going to get a belt or who was going to... Stephanie came out and declared that it will be winner take all, meaning that it's for both belts. Whoever wins this triple threat will walk out with the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships in a undisputed uh, format. So it would have I, been absolutely ridiculous for them to have this match. Not in, like why would they even have the SmackDown title in it if it right. weren't up for grabs? Right. So, so is this a, is this a unification of the belts you see in the making? I think it's more kind of like you hold both titles, kind of like how you used to hold the big gold belt and the WWE belt. You know okay. what I mean? I think it's going to be kind of like that, and they'll split them up again down the down the road. I, I think um, it's a, I think it's a unification play here. I think we're going to get a WWE Women's Championship. Um, that that'll be on par with the one that Daniel Bryan currently holds. So I, that's where I think they're going with it. Um, it. It makes sense. Why have two different belts? I don't know. Why yeah. have two different, you know? So I would I, be fine with it being a unification. I think that there might be some people, uh, especially because it looks like they're heading t- more towards the brands being unified again. Yeah. People have been crossing over the brands right and left with no explanation about why or free agency or anything about the, you know, the, the competition's been gone ever since, uh, Becky and the the SmackDown ladies invaded Raw back in in November. There's been you know crossover right and left, so it wouldn't surprise me if they're unifying everything. Um, but the fact that they would if they had two top men's titles and only one top women's title, I think there would be some complaints. So we'll see going forward. But yeah, I think it makes all the sense in the world that they are uh, both belts are up for grabs. That being said, I think it might be telegraphing the winner a little bit, but we'll get to that, Nick, because we got to give our pickums a little bit later on here. Um, do so at the end of the at the end of the day, you agree with me? This was the perfect go home for the big match at WrestleMania. Yeah, like could, they couldn't have done anything better in your mind. And, and, it, and it, do you think it redeemed the last like month or two of build? I mean, no. <laughs> But I'm still a little bit out of shape of what they did to Asuka. I'm still a little bit out of shape that Charlotte has anything to do with this, honestly. Okay. Um, I feel like I still feel like it should be Rhonda Becky and Asuka Charlotte. I feel like Asuka's getting the short end of this stick in a big, big way, and she does not she deserves better than that. Um, but at the same time, working with what we had going into this week week's go home show, yeah. Damn it delivered. That was a lot that was very entertaining for for what it was. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen a go-home physicality like that in, you know, recent memory. That was really, really entertaining, and they nailed it. Absolutely. Uh, no, completely nailed it. Um, but the the thing was is that that wasn't the only thing on Raw, sadly. Uh, there was lots of other stuff, and I don't know if, if a lot of the other builds really were as... I'm actually... I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm actually curious about something. Um, I'm actually curious if that... That clip of, of them, yeah, it's okay. So what I had to do, Nick, there is take a second. I wanted to see what their views were on it. I wanted to see how many people were actually watching that segment. And that, cause that to me, establishes how successful it is. They've got four and a half million views. Damn. Which, for one of their segments, like they, they tend to top out at about five, six million um, if it's a really popular one from what I've seen. Like, you know, the, the hotel room scene with Mandy Rose and, 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 and Jay Uso, uh, or Jimmy Uso, I forget. Uh, or like, um, what was the other one of the other big ones? Braun tipping over the ambulance was like five million views. So four point four for their go home for WrestleMania. That's pretty damn good. 
So, and it might be why they put it at the middle of the show, frankly, just to make sure they had that second hour of viewership. But why have that be your go home image? Nobody watches the third hour anymore. Casually. Yeah, and that, but that, but then, then they're so they're giving up the third hour. That's strange to me. So, uh, um, I'm rearranging the notes here because I want to talk about what happened at, at the end of the show to close the show because it's just more relevant. Um, Kurt Angle has a match on Sunday, and it's against Baron Corbin. And people have been calling this underwhelming since it was first announced. And it's still underwhelming. Yeah. And the final image this week was of Kurt Angle tapping out Baron Corbin at the top of the ramp. That was the go-home image for WrestleMania. Not this brawl between the three ladies who are in the main event, but in one of the matches people are the least excited for. And that's Kurt Angle's retirement match. Um, it initially st- started with uh, Kurt in, out in the ring reminiscing about his career. They had a great video package about Fantastic his whole career. video, by the way. Really good one. Kurt got misty and emotional, and Baron Corbin came out to interrupt at the perfect time. The, he was, oh, God. It was, it, I felt gross when he came out. I was like, oh, you, you bastard. It was perfect. Um, unfortunately, it's still, mm, you know, as much as it did help to build the idea that, yeah, we want to see Baron get his ass kicked at WrestleMania by Kurt on his way out, it's still not that exciting. This ended up being Kurt challenging Corbin to a match, Corbin refusing, Rey Mysterio coming out. He was supposed to have a match with Kurt originally, but he ended up challenging Corbin. So at the end of the show, we had Rey versus Corbin in a, eh, a kind of a meh match, but it ended up with Corbin picking up the win over Rey Mysterio and then uh, Kurt you know, coming in to help Rey after he's getting beaten down and then ends up tapping out Baron at the top of the ramp. Was that, and I use this word specifically, was that an underwhelming way to go home to WrestleMania on Raw? Uh, yes and no. Okay, uh, how, I, how, how no? Obviously, we, we understand how yes, because we've juxtaposed it with the women's rump, like, you know, scuffle. But sure, or even, no. the, even the Rollins and Braun thing. Was it underwhelming? There were so many other things that they could Defend have gone it. home with yeah. than Defend Rey why- Mysterio and Baron Corbin and having, you know... Uh, but then why was it not under you because you said no it's not underwhelming defend that why how is in what way is it not underwhelming uh i mean it's kurt angle i I, i'm a huge kurt angle fan and sure i love the idea of him after the match with ray coming back out sneaking up behind corbin and tapping him out to the cheers of the wwe universe should that have rolled the trademark and closed the show hell no okay hell no so it it no, and in the grand scheme of things, that is not the way I would have booked the go-home show for WrestleMania on Monday. Yeah, it was bizarre. And again, I, I, I would have to know if their mentality was, we want people to see this scuffle, so we're putting it in the second hour, and we're just going to give up on the third hour. We just yeah. know it's gonna, the, the number's going to drop that much that whatever Corbin that data can close exists. The show. We know that for a fact. No, that, we know that, that their numbers thing. drop. Yeah. Their yeah. numbers drop majorly precipitously in the third hour. Yeah. So that's, you know, absolutely. They're not building the show to encourage people to stay till the end anymore. They're building it just to, they're, they're almost playing to the numbers as opposed to trying to alter the numbers themselves. So interesting, but we also had a couple of other builds. We're going to run through real quick. Cause we got to get to our pickums. Uh, Rollins and Lesnar have a match. I have to say this was a little underwhelming. It was um, Paul and Brock coming out to do their typical Paul and Brock thing. Rollins coming out to respond, kicked Brock in the crotch a couple of times and gave him a stomp, stood tall at the end of the segment, which was surprising. Um, Do you think this was, have they built this feud enough? Is this exciting enough for you? Do you you think it's underwhelming? 
It's, it's well. going gonna, gonna to be underwhelming until we get that belt off of Brock. I'll repeat what I said a year ago. It, Brock with that belt sucks. And no, I don't care who you put it up against. It's just going to be underwhelming because we're all just exhausted of Brock Lesnar. Well, my problem is it's, it's the same thing again. It's David versus Goliath again. Um, David got a little bit of a, a win here, which makes me nervous for Sunday for with Seth. With a dick punch. With a couple of dick uh, kicks. Well, one kick and one punch, I guess. But sure. nevertheless, it's the, we've seen this before. We've seen it before. And they've tried to put you know a, couple, like a new paint job on this old jalopy, and it's not working. It's still the same old engine. And you know, fine, it'll probably be a decent match. They, they both sold the hell out of each other during their little scuffle here, their little physicality. I liked that. But I, you know, I, this is not... I'm glad this isn't the main event. I can see why it's not the main event. It doesn't feel like the main event. The three ladies are way more exciting oh, yeah. than this is. So it's, it's, it's like the stars aligned for the women to have the first main event because nothing else has been built to be anywhere near as exciting. Whether that was by design or not is something that we could debate another time. Yeah. Uh, we also have Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. They had a little physicality backstage. Roman was giving a promo. Drew sucker punched him, beat him up, and then uh, got down on the ground and yelled in his face a bit. Are you psyched for this match? I think this had the potential to be the uh, the WrestleMania match for the main event had things not gone south for Roman last fall. Um, I'm mildly excited to see where it goes after this. Uh, if we do in fact get the belt off of Brock, I'm, I'm, I'm mildly intrigued where this could go. So yeah, I'm invested in this feud, even though it hasn't been going that long. I mean, it's, it was going before Roman announced last year. They just, you know, it it was turning into that three on three thing shield. It was the shield 3.0 or whatever it was, but I'm, yeah, they, they've properly built this as much as they could. The physicality backstage on a go-home show was fantastic. That's that's what we want to see. And going into the match, it's like, okay, well, I'm more interested in what happens next, honestly. yeah, The, the I, outcome of the match is irrelevant to me. The The outcome may be irrelevant. One thing I will say, and it, it was actually kind of driven home to me by how uh, Drew was throwing Roman around. It reminded me of Roman's matches with Braun Strowman. And Drew is almost as big as Braun Strowman. He's not as girthy. But he's not as girthy, but uh, he is big and Roman looks good getting hucked around and getting like really physical with big guys. Yeah, that sounds weird. You know what I mean? His matches with Braun Strowman were some of the best of Braun's career, and it was some of the best of Roman's career during a time where people couldn't stand him. You know, he was getting over. People were cheering matches that he was having against Braun because they were just so physical. And if his match with Drew is physical like that, it'll be a great match. It'll be entertaining. Even though there's not a whole lot on the line, they haven't really built it that much, it could become a really exciting kind of, you know, sneak under the radar match. Yeah, so, I agree. And, I, I, and I, like I, I said, more the, the outcome of this and where things go after WrestleMania, uh, especially if certain chess pieces are moved correctly, I think could be really exciting uh, around that universal title. So uh, that's, where, that's what I'll say about yeah, uh, those, building, those two building, matches in particular. Building for the future there. Yep. Uh, we had a match. The Revival had a match against Aleister Black and Ricochet in which they retained their titles through a little uh, kind of horn swoggly trickery where uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet were outside of the ring and uh, trying to make the count. 
and they could not because uh, let's see, Dash Wilder was in the ring, so Dawson was underneath and uh, grabbed Ricochet's leg and kept him from getting back in the ring. Could not answer the ten count, and the revival retained their tag belts. So at the time. <laughs> I thought this was the Revival's WrestleMania match. I thought it was like, well, there's the title defense. Thanks, guys. We'll see you the week. We'll see the Raw after WrestleMania. Obviously, plans changed. And uh, now they have a match against Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder at WrestleMania. Great. Okay. Um, So big that we didn't announce it until Thursday. Yeah, I have thoughts about that. They have been going back and forth for a while on Twitter about it. Um, I've got thoughts on that, but I will save it for when we do our pick-ems. Even though that's not going to be a pick-em that's on our official uh, podcast pick'em sheet. We will discuss that match further down. I have some thoughts on that. Okay, but uh, this match on Monday Night Raw was just kind of a throwaway. It was just there. But I did like the revival cheating and being sneaky to win. That's kind of their their stock in trade. So I was happy with I, that. I, I had zero thoughts about this match. There you go. But uh, Batista had some thoughts for Triple H. He came out silently and looked like he was about to speak, but he didn't. He just pointed the Titan Tron, where a video clip played of him beating Triple H over and over and over again. And, and the words, but you never beat me, keep getting repeated. Cuts back to him. Looks like he's going to cut a promo. And all he says is, Hunter, kiss my ass. Fantastic. Tosses the mic, walks away. Beautiful. Loved you, it. Did, you didn't need anything more than that. They're not going to be able to build this feud any bigger than it actually is without any physicality. I like just the kind of animosity that they've built here. Batista felt like just a sleazy, smarmy heel. Great. We didn't need anything else. Dick Let, heel in a suit. Dick. You hear me say it all the time on the show. <laughs> Dick heel in a suit. This is exactly the, what Batista needs to be doing. I love yep. the, if, if there's any nostalgia act, quote unquote, on this show, on this card, this is it. And this is for the people that watched Hunter come up through the, the Attitude yeah. Era and Batista in the 2000s. So yep. I, I and Evolution and all of the breakdown of that. It was a 21 WrestleMania 21. I, so yeah, I love where this is going. I love what they've done with it. It feels special for the people that have been long term fans. Yep. And maybe just other people don't get it. So I feel like I'm, you know, I, I don't know. It, it feels unique in that sense. It does, and if you're going to have a, a nostalgia match, this is a pretty good one to have. Two yeah. guys who can still go out there, and especially in a, a, a no-holds-barred match. No-holds-barred, Hogan! Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they're going out in a no-holds-barred match, and that's going to give them a little... Like, they're not going to have to go have a technical masterpiece. There's a lot of like slugging it out on the floor, wandering around, you know, grabbing implements. Great. Cool. Let me see a table spot or two. I'll be happy. Fine. In, bu- in before Ric Flair interference? I would not be surprised. I mean, it is no holds barred. They, they tussle over somewhere. Ric Flair shows up, pokes Batista in the eye. You know, I'm just saying. Could happen. Could happen. Bing. Yep. Uh, we also had, as you said, Braun Strowman had some business to do. He's obviously, uh, he's going to be in the arm bar and he'll be facing off against, you know, because he always does. He always has to have some sort of weird gimmick match at WrestleMania. Instead of a 14-year-old kid, he has a couple of guys from Saturday Night Live who he's tricked into getting into the armbar with him. And uh, this week, he was backstage and ran across Tyler Breeze and EC3, who uh, he intimidated. Long live before. Fandango. Oh, man. At least Breeze came across really comfortable and kind of cool in this bit. Poor EC3 looked like he was so mad to be in this skit. 
Did you did you catch that from him? Like he, all his lines, he was saying sarcastically. He was overselling everything. He looks like he's just furious. Yeah, at what he's being forced to do. Like I actually thought. So at one point, um, you know, his like EC3's bit was to react to Tyler Breeze and I forget even who he was talking to. Tyler Breeze was talking to somebody, and um, he you know he, he was supposed to react to them and like laugh, and he was just the most sarcastic fake laugh ever. And I thought he was gonna like break and say something snarky to them. But no, he was try- like, that was his being serious. He is so obviously playing like he's pissed off with his role. And I kind of dig it. That's not going <laughs> to help him much. It's not going to help him at all. But I think at this point, you know. We hey, got to hear him say words. Uh, like two. Yeah. But anyway, so they tricked Braun Strowman into stalking off and scaring these two little jobbers who were uh, who he named Colin, Colin what, Michael Che and Colin Jost. And later on, he beat him up in the ring. Killed him. That was double power slammed him, which double was power fantastic. That was, that was cool. Nice that's feat what made, of strength. Hey man, that's what that's what they got Braun over with is killing jobbers. Yeah, he was so good at killing jobbers. Jobbers he killed became superstars. All right, like that's that's let's just let's just call it a spade a spade. It was an entertaining, entertaining bit. Braun killed some people. All right, cool. I think that I think that this whole way that they built this arm bar completely uh, diminishes the importance of the arm bar. I think it makes it just a comedy bit, but it's on the pre-show, so there you go. Yep. Uh, also something that I don't know, it really hurt me, Nick. So for weeks now, we've been calling this, you and I've been saying everything logically seems to point to Finn Balor coming out at WrestleMania as the demon to annihilate Bobby Lashley. Well, we had confirmation on raw that that's happening in probably the worst way possible. Why would they confirm it? Why would you spoil this? Why would you ruin this? Why would you ruin the surprise to, to, well, to make people tune in, I think. But frankly, if you don't if have you're enough, not going to watch WrestleMania at this point. Exactly. Thank you. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it, ding, ding, ding. If you're not going to watch WrestleMania already, is the demon suddenly going to get you there? Especially when they do it this way. Bobby Lashley and, and Leo Rush are in the ring being interviewed. Are you worried about Finn Balor? They say no. Finn shows up. And like, well, what, what about the demon? Are you scared of the demon? And they go, no, the demon's stupid. It's some Irish folktale. Finn Balor shows up on the Titantron and very quickly says, I've always been a guy who has demons. At WrestleMania, my demon will be your nightmare. And then he, this like fake CG fog comes in. Smoke. And then it, <laughs> and then it like disappears and he's in his, he's still beautifully well lit. <laughs> so you can see the edges of his makeup. Uh, and, he's, and he's as the demon and he immediately goes, <laughs> sticks his tongue out. <laughs> And then, and then they just hung on him. They didn't cut away. They didn't, you know, flash, flash, and he's gone. He just stayed there going, I'm the demon. Ah, look at me. For like forever. While Lashley and Leo just looked kind of perturbed. Like we did. I was, I was, uh, this, my heart sank. My heart just sank. This is everything that I was hoping like when Vince got his claws into the demon that he wouldn't do. Yep. You know what I mean? And he's Bray Wyatt. Demon Kang! He's Bray Wyatt him again. Yes. It will, it will still be a cool entrance. I'm, I'm glad we were right. I'm glad we were right that we're getting a demon, mentri- and demon entrance at WrestleMania. We're getting Demon Finn. Not Demon Manfred. Kang. We're getting the Demon Kang. Thanks, Seth. Never going to live that down. <laughs> um, but damn it. This was terrible. This was terrible. So mad. Hopefully, I mean, again, it's the go-home show. Hopefully, it doesn't have any bearing on actual WrestleMania. And, you know, 
in the annals of history. In the annals of history, we will only remember the WrestleMania. We won't remember the Raw before WrestleMania, and hopefully this will get washed away. But my God. But way to kill the moment that we could have had after Leo and Lashley come out and we get the boom, 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 Well, also, hold on a second, because one thing that we were calling was that there was a really easy way to get here, a great way to build this up. Have Lashley beat him down week after week, really just grind him down, and then it makes logical sense that Finn brings out the demon at WrestleMania, right? And you can even tease that it's going to happen. You don't have to come right out and say it. You can tease it's going to happen so everyone knows it's going to happen. So it's this build like, oh, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. But instead... They just kind of had some back and forths over the last week. Finn beat Jinder Mahal last week and made Bobby look like a fool. Finn's been on the top of this feud pretty much the entire time. At no point did we have any reason why Finn should bring out the demon when he didn't bring him out against Brock freaking Lesnar. So, yeah, I was really frustrated with this build. They, they had it all, and you blew it! So Very, very sad about womp, that. Hope, again, hopefully the demon entrance will be cool at WrestleMania. That was just, it was bad. Uh, we had a match, Bailey, Sasha, and the Divas of Doom versus Tamina, Nia, and the Iconics, basically building up the women's tag match, Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania. Uh, definitely, Beth Phoenix was the highlight of this whole thing. They were featuring her big time as she took apart everybody at the end of this match. Came out, she was the one standing tall, looking strong. Is that, do you think that's the smartest thing they could have done with this build is say, okay, we know she's the star. Let's feature her to get people excited about this. Is that, I think, is that the smartest way to do it? Made about as much sense as uh, spoiling the demon thing for us. Uh, Honestly, I, you know. Really? I thought that made way more sense. I thought this one actually made sense because she's, uh, everything else has been getting no crowd reaction. The only thing getting a crowd reaction of any of these eight women is Beth. I thought it made total sense for them to say, okay, let's feature Beth to get people more excited about this. Yeah, but if people don't know who the Glamazon is from 15 years ago, then they're not going to be what's to be excited about. Well, you get to see her be physical and be excited about her strength spots and be like, oh, yeah, wow, she is, she's really cool. I had no idea who she was, but she was great. Sure. I don't know. I thought it made more sense than just having another match with these God women. God forbid which... you push your new talent that you... <laughs> anyway. Well, they, but I... they are. I mean, they, they do have all, new talent all here. Kudos I, the to Iconics Beth are in this match. And the Glamazon, all kudos to your career. You are fantastic. You're married to Edge. You guys have great kids, blah, blah, blah. Please move on. No, thank you oh, for your no. service. I'm so excited she's in this match. I think that's that is uh, to me the highlight as well. Yeah. And frankly, you have up and coming talent in here. You've got Bailey and Sasha. You got the Iconics, Nia and Tamina. You know, uh, Tamina's been around a while, but Nia's new ish. She's having another WrestleMania moment. Nick, you'll be able to watch her on Sunday with your great. new Nia Shrine nearby. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be so much fun. Uh, Bobby Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are falling even further. They were defeated pretty roundly by heavy machinery who were mugging around like the bushwhackers. Fantastic. So our, our Bobby, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, are they on the, like, is someone mad at them? What's going on here? I don't know. They never should have been a tag team in the first place. <laughs> and finally, Apollo Crews uh, defeated Jinder Mahal as just another way to promote the arm bar without yeah. Braun Strowman being involved. So, yeah, <laughs> lots of promotions for the arm bar. But, uh, yeah, so that was... That was raw. It was basically one or two really good segments or bits, and then there's a whole bunch of what, uh, what, why, no, why, why, why. But, but my, we I, done I, there. I think I counted seven times on raw that I went, oh, no. come on, guys. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, definitely that saw some ways they could have improved it, but 
overall, man, that that woman's segment really did. That was really good. It was really was, well done for that, sure. That that for me kind of saved the entire show. But uh, we that wasn't the only show we had this week. We also have to talk about SmackDown Live. Well, this week on SmackDown Live going home, we had the official contract signing for Kofi Kingston to face Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania this Sunday. And uh, things got a little uh, little testy in this you know, uh, contract signing in. I was surprised that this was, this was as straightforward as it was. This was a straightforward two guys looking at each other over a contract table, Michael Cole presiding, Daniel Bryan runs his mouth, Kofi interrupts, uh, he has a strong baby face moment, crowd cheers, we go home, trademark, we're out. No physicality, nothing like that, just boom. Um, and frankly, it worked because Daniel Bryan gave an absolutely beautiful, brilliant, sadistic, creepy heel promo. He looked like a greasy little Rumpelstiltskin kind of flitting around in his big office chair. <laughs> um, you know, his eyes were crazy. Like the words he was saying were were great. I mean, you know, we're talking about educating the masses and um, he's, he's saying, you know, don't be a bystander in your own life. Don't let time pass you by. Just basically being that, like, I know better than all of you people, each and every one of you people. I know better. I'm going to tell you how it really is. You know, classic heel stuff, but Daniel Bryan, oh my God, was so brilliant at, at running his mouth about this stuff. Fantastic. Um, talked but I, about but I how, want to give credit to Kofi here for maybe being the most elevated that I've ever seen him, the most animated I've ever seen him, the loudest, the most passionate that I've ever seen him. him. Daniel said, you know, he he acted like Daniel flipped the switch on him. When when Daniel was saying, they're chanting Kofi for you now, the way they used to chant yes for me, but at some point that ride ends and you have to be ready for what comes after and you're not. And Kofi stood up and frankly, it felt like Kofi forgot his damn promo because he he said like a couple of things, they just sputtered out he tried repeating them a couple of times and then at the end just went, you know how this ends, Daniel Bryan, with me becoming champion. And then signed, signed, and he signed the, the, uh, the contract and that was that. It really did feel to me like Kofi screwed up his promo, but he was so fired up. He screwed it up probably because he was so fired up, but he also felt so fired up the audience was fired up. And you had New Day there like hyping up the crowd. That audience was red hot. And it didn't matter what, I mean, Kofi could have recited the dictionary and they would have been like, yeah, Kofi, Kofi Mania, ah! And, and frankly, I'll be honest with you, I, I got excited sitting in my seat, even though the words he was saying were garbled. I was like, yeah, Kofi, yeah. And I think a lot of it was Daniel Bryan's setup. He set himself up so well that, again, it didn't matter what Kofi said. He just had to come back with, as you said, some really good intensity, which he did, which he did. This, this felt like, this feels more exciting to me than Seth and Brock. There's certainly more energy. There's more passion in here. I'm definitely more excited about this than, than Seth and Brock. <laughs> the only so. consolation that comes out of that is that universal title coming off of Brock Lesnar. But, uh, oh, hang on. Rowan Shirtwatch! Rowan Ro- Ro- Shirtwatch! Rowan Shirtwatch! Rowan Shirtwatch. Tear. Tear. Nice. More, more Viking metal. I'm I actually had to it. ask you for this one, then went and listened to them. I'm looking forward to listening to more of them later. Yeah, the good I'll stuff. I'll post it in the group. I'll the Spotify link for you guys in the They're group good later. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, I thought it was a fairly obvious shirt this year, but even though it kind of looks like a runes, you know. Anyway, 
Uh, but yeah, so good stuff. That was their true go home to WrestleMania was the Kofi Daniel Bryan bit. I thought that's, hey, man, that's a that's a solid way to go home is Kofi standing tall, crowd chanting his name. Super exciting bit. Good stuff. Uh, we also had, I thought, the best bit between Randy Orton and AJ Styles so far. It was the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens presiding over the two of them, jawing at each other. And uh, my God, they got personal. Yeah, they holy, was, f- holy fourth this wall. This was classic, <laughs> classic fourth. Like they're doing the whole fourth wall breaking um, angle where the, where the two guys call out things that happen in real life that weren't part of kayfabe. But now they're bringing it into it. Uh, AJ Styles specifically saying, yeah, Randy, you've been here the entire time while I've been working on the indies. Yes, you headlined all those WrestleManias or worked all those WrestleManias and got all those titles. Meanwhile, you also suspended twice for drug violations. So congratulations. You're a stud. Oh, damn. I can't believe they went there. Uh, Hashtag PG era. Wow. Well, I liked it. I I thought it was PG enough without... You know, getting to—I mean, they—they they didn't call out Randy's dick fingers, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't—they didn't—they could have gone PG-13 oh or R with Randy Orton and, and all the shenanigans he's been up to in his life. Oh shit! <laughs> Box One's controversial content. I give oh, you Randy Orton. Gee, I give you Randy Orton's <laughs> real life. Um, but well, I mean, and they could—they could obviously, definitely, uh, really portray the two as being opposite in that way. AJ being pretty squeaky clean, and Randy being. <laughs> Kind of being a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also, I liked the fact that AJ was like, yeah, you know, you've done all these things and you only moved, le- you only learned one move your entire career, the RKO. That's yeah, but a, if it's a killer move, you only need one. Yeah. Um, and then this all ended when with Orton getting irritated by uh, having his drug offensive called out. And he said, uh, said, ever since John Cena left for Hollywood, you've assumed the role of corporate bitch. Ooh. At which point, both men kind of tensed up. Kevin Owens quietly <laughs> stood up and walked right off stage, right up the ramp, because he knew what was coming. That was brilliant. my favorite part of this brilliant. whole bit. <laughs> just, he just, just silently got well, like, yep, I'm done here. Out of, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done. And uh, it just, boom. They, Of course, they they took off their, their vest and their, their sweatshirt, got all prepped up and had a little rumble in the ring, ended with uh, AJ going for the phenomenal forearm, eating an RKO out of nowhere. Randy stands tall to end the segment. Good stuff. This was great stuff. This took a a feud that wasn't really going anywhere. It made me excited about it. Um, This is a good example of a feud that didn't have a lot of build. They didn't have to do much to it. They did not have to do much. A couple of segments. I'm excited to see this match now. I am too. And yeah. I mean, just for these two wily veterans to, you know, put on a fantastic wrestling exhibition, which they no doubt will do. Yeah. And Randy Orton is really an, an underrated promo. He really is. And when he's on, when he's paying attention, when he's awake, he's fantastic. And I feel like he's, yeah. he's awake for this feud. So very excited to see this on Sunday. You could say he's woke. <sighs> We're not talking about Matt Hardy right now. So we also had a, uh, a preview for... The Fatal 4-Way, well, actually it was made. We had the Usos and Ricochet and Black versus The Bar, Rusev and Nakamura in a tag match. It was fine. It ended up with uh, the uh, the match ending and Alexa Bliss coming out to inform the Usos. At this, of course, after poor Rusev ate the ate the pin. Sure. Because he got double super kicked by the Usos. Alexa Bliss back on SmackDown for the Alexa first time Bliss in back three on years. SmackDown. I like the fact that, that, that she even called out like, yeah, place has changed, yeah. A little bit worse without me here. Um, 
But she apparently now is in some sort of authority role, which, by the way, she's perfect for. She's yes. better than Agreed. Stephanie. She's better than Stephanie in this role, in my opinion. Um, but she came out and said, well, you know, I'm, since I'm the host of WrestleMania, I'm here to deliver the news that the Usos is punishment for forfeiting their match last week against the New Day. We'll now have to face every other team in that ring, which is Ricochet Black, The Bar, and Rusev and Nakamura. Great. Great. Cool. Uh, I like it. But now here's the thing, Nick. For the last, I mean, God, nine months or more, we've been saying how the Raw tag division is a wasteland, and SmackDown actually has a ton of really good tag teams that, for the most part, they use pretty well. And here we have four fantastic teams, frankly, two of which are thrown together singles teams. Well, technically three if you count the bar. But look, you know, you've got, you've got uh, Rusev and Nakamura, which, thank God, they're getting on the WrestleMania cards somehow. And you've got uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black, who could have gone and had a match either with the Revival on, on the Raw side or they could have had a match on SmackDown side. And it says something that this team, that they're really they're protecting the hell out of these guys. They're going to be involved in the SmackDown side. Is this what happens when you let your tag team division lapse? on raw is that you kind of get to WrestleMania and you, there's just nothing exciting for you to do. This is, I mean, this is their own fault, right? I mean, Ricochet and black have been wrestling the, the revival now ongoing for a month it, between Gable and rude and the revival. It, they've been over there on raw. It made to, the only no brainer here or the thing that makes no sense to me is why would you not have the revival face Ricochet and black on raw? And put these guys in a triple threat. They're they're all. They fine. just did. No, they did. They did have them face them on Raw. I'm just. No, no, I'm, I'm curious. Sorry. I mean, uh, for the Raw tag belts, as opposed to Zack Ryder and Curtis Kurt Hawkins. Because uh, that's my point here. Is it apparently it's more prestigious to have them on the SmackDown side. Hmm, okay, that's kind of so what I'm saying. They, they, they're basically showing no interest in reviving the Raw tag brand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> sorry, uh, I, I don't know. Be. It, it's been in. It's been in shambles for two years. And yeah. I, I just I don't know. Short of the Shield or Ambrose and Rollins coming back for that short run that summer, I, I, I don't. It's been non-existent, you know. So I don't, I don't know bad. why you wouldn't invest talent over there when you've got plenty on one brand. And if they do go through with this unification thing, it's not going to matter they anyway. Have, they have plenty of talent on Raw. They just have misused them. Where's AOP? When's the last time you saw them? Because Heavy Machinery is having a match with Gable and Rude, and it's. You know, it's kind of a throwaway nothing match. They have the talent. Look at the arm bar. The arm bar is all of their, it's it's their tag division. The arm bar is pretty much their tag division, right? Yep. <laughs> like that's, there's your tag. It's, and it's all the raw tag division. I think there's only one SmackDown team in there, maybe two. Uh, the Hardys who kind of go on both brands, but mostly SmackDown and uh, uh, the Good Brothers. Everything else is the raw tag division. Brutal. And it's their own fault. Um, one other thing that's their own fault. My, did you watch Alistair Black and Ricochet's entrance? Yes, I did. The hear sound the, effects, the, the creaking of his backboard coming up, and then Ricochet that, had like some sort of like rockets or explosions in his. Like there's, but the, but no, you, the worst. Like that's kind of innocuous. The goddamn creaking when Alistair Black rises up from the mist, creaking. Hello, I'm Alistair Black. I'm here to suck your blood. So let me make sure I'm not misunderstanding here. It was my un- it was my takeaway that that was a hot mic that shouldn't have been hot. Are you telling me that they implanted those sound effects into his entrance music? Yes. 
that was heard in the arena. Oh my god! I had I had some, someone confirmed who was there live at the show. They could hear that in the audience. It was like it sounded like an old Hammer horror film that Vince put the sound effect of on. Here's the, I'm a, I'm now here's the thing. If Vince is tweaking you, it means he's paying attention to you. If he's paying attention to you, it means he likes you and he's interested in you. That's a good sign. What's not a good sign is when he makes he's when he when he makes bad decisions. He look here's the thing: when Vince makes good decisions, it's fantastic. He's the guy responsible for putting "Burn It Down" in Seth's song, right? When when that first happened, we were all kind of like, "Oh, it's weird. We don't like it." And the more we get used to it, we're like, "No, that's actually really good." Well, they moved it like a half. They measure. tweaked it. Yeah. yeah. They, well, they put it in with the rhythm, <laughs> yeah. and then it sounded good. But the idea was was Vince's. So, and, you know, Vince does have good ideas. This Again, call a spade a spade. Vince has good ideas. When they're good, they're brilliant. When they're bad, they're god-awful. This is god-awful. He is uh, He's absolutely messing with a lot of the stuff that made Aleister Black great. And it's going to be really hard to truly ruin Aleister Black. But think about, like, Nick, you and I were so anticipating Aleister Black getting called up and all the ways they could just really epically introduce him to everybody and how amazing he was going to come across and now he's just kind of like a guy who rises up to a creaking sound oh and he's in a he's in a shitty tag team on raw and he's in a tag team those this, this scary loner is in a tag team with a creaking sound when he if, rises if, up from oh, there was God. ever an opportunity to debut somebody on the raw after wrestlemania with a magnificent entrance and a big grandiose debut it was alistair black nope yeah no no cocked it Vince. up Vince needed new toys, and of all the new toys that he got, these two are the only ones that have, have stuck around, which, by the way, of all the toys that he got were the ones I really wanted him to like, so I'm, I, uh, I like that he likes them. I like that he likes them, but stop. Don't, don't touch it, Vince. Also, stop, stop, stop overusing them. They don't need to be in matches every week on both brands. I get it, yeah. but part of me goes, okay, but don't, don't saturate them. Yeah. Don't, don't the, overexpose them. Thank yes. God both of them have enough moves and are exciting enough that it's really it's really hard for people to get sick of what they do. True. Um, so we also had a, a, a moment where Miz came out, cut a nice, another great face promo, uh, saying that he's doing this now for his dad, for his dad's honor. Shane McMahon showed up and uh, said, you got a three-on-one handicap match, you against Sanity. Ouch. And uh, then in the middle of the match, he said the fall, it's going to be a false count anywhere match, just like Miz versus Shane will be on Sunday. This was insane. Miz beat all three members of Sanity. Well, I mean, he barely escaped them, but he was kind of like fighting them all off. It was kind of crazy to see Miz go out like this. Yeah. Um, and even it, it ended out in the parking lot with him ramming a road case into Eric Young's newly shaved head. And then, you know, sitting down on the ground next to the one, the wet pavement next to him and having his arm raised by the ref. He looked like an animal. And then Shane drove by in his limo and kind of leered at him. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a fun little bit. I'm not going to lie. I like passionate face Miz. Um, this, I like seeing this kind of hardcore rumble. It, it, it gave me the nostalgias. Shades and, of Vince with the drive-by in the limo. I, <laughs> well, uh, and, and just Shane. I mean, yeah. I always think of hard, old hardcore matches whenever the guys are like dragging each other around backstage, you know. So this, yeah, this was good. I didn't mind this. I, I feel a little bit bad for Sanity kind of getting the short shaft here, but it made me wonder if Sanity's going to be Shane's enforcers after WrestleMania. That wouldn't be a bad thing. I, at least it would give them something, right? It would give them goddamn something. They'll still lose all the time, but at least sure. they'll be doing 
something. Just get them on TV. All I want them doing is basically what The Shield did when they first debuted. Like, just start showing up and, and interfering and destroying yes. everyone yep. with no stakes involved and no consequences no you don't really care about titles you don't really you're just here to chaos chaos you're just and here to incite problem. chaos and and by god kevin dunn still does not know how to shoot their damn entrance those camera guys are awful awful well, i hate the helicopter entrance. thing we have to listen to for 10 seconds before the they've bam, always bam, had bam, that bam. they've always had that it just made more sense in nxt and they yeah. shot it better they shot it so much better those camera guys knew how to actually you know, shake the cameras around so it looked like chaos, not like they were just swinging it back and forth on a on a chain. Stupid. Anyway, urgh, I'm going to get fired up. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali. This was a, a an interesting match because basically Joe just murdered Ali. Ali went for the the 054. Joe popped up after he escaped it and gave him the put him to sleep. He went night night uh, in the Coquina Clutch. Why? My question here isn't why is Joe fighting Ali. It's why isn't he fighting Rey Mysterio. Why are why are we handicapping this? What was a great uh, four way match for the U.S. title with Andrade Cien Almas and Rey Mysterio and Joe and our Truth? Why are we handicapping that when we're not even going to build a Rey Mysterio versus Joe match? Don't know. Can't tell what you. The, what? What? Why? What? Okay. And, and and it's not like they're hurt and they're covering them up or anything. No, they were they were on no. this. The next thing was a big giant eighteen person match. Oh, this was featuring our truth. Yeah, Andrade C and Almas. They're, they're there. They're working. Why couldn't we have this fatal four way for the U.S. Championship? Oh yeah. All right, let's complain about a few more things before we start getting happy. So, yes. uh, this eighteen person tag match might have been the worst thing on both Raw and SmackDown this week. Yeah, it was apparently the quote unquote biggest combined tag match they'd ever had, which I do not think is true. I think I've recalled seeing bigger ones. But it quickly broke down into a, hey, let's throw everyone over the top rope for no reason, except that there is a as an over-the-top rope battle royal or two on Sunday. Didn't you know? It, it wink, gives wink, commentary nudge, a chance to explain the rules of a battle well, royale. <laughs> and that was the other thing I didn't like, was everyone on the show this week, even in the middle of their promos, which were supposed to sound natural, they were like, hey, and did you, by the way, know that their WrestleMania is on Sunday and so-and-so is going to be facing so-and-so and so-and-so is going to be facing so-and-so? It's like that's not what wrestlers are there to promote. They're there to <laughs> promote their own matches. Why are they? Like, are you hiring superstars or are you hiring promoters? Oh, my God, it's it's frustrating because you want us to buy into this world, but then you keep undercutting it with stuff that doesn't feel real like that. You know what I mean? And it's it's it that's that kind of breaking the immersion is really frustrating. There's a part of corporate culture that I get that everybody is in sales, regardless of what you do. You're in sales at the end of the day. So I get the fact that they want to go out and promote their own matches or their own show that they're going to be on, but this feels very heavy-handed. And it's it's you know it's not new. It's something that's been happening more and more as for other pay-per-views and things like that throughout the last few years. But this this week, it was just kind of like just ramming it down your throat of just, oh, my yeah, God, I know WrestleMania is Sunday. <laughs> I know. I, I wonder if they were really trying to go for people who knew it was Sunday, had not watched it in a while, and were like, oh, well, what is going on this Sunday? And they're just like, this is what's going on, which is you know kind of a thumb in the eye of the people who watch it week in and week out. It's like, we know. We know it's coming up. Um, but at the We're same wrestling. time. Yeah, hashtag my wrestling. So uh, Asuka did stand tall at the end of this. It was her and Jeff Hardy left standing at the end, and then she tossed Jeff out, and she pranced around afterwards looking like the, the queen of the castle, the empress of the castle. Anyway, 
Um, was that enough of an apology for what they did to her last week, do you think? Not until she wins it on Sunday. Damn right. Uh, last thing with this, Lacey Evans did make another one of her stupid little cameos, uh, which I'm completely over. I'm, I'm done with. Yep. I, for a while there, I was like, cool, they're going to at least keep her relevant and reminding us that she's there. Now it's just stupid. Now it's... it's uh, now every time I hear her music starts, I, wonder, I just want her to go away. They've, they've officially made me fear when she comes out which I don't think is their intended uh, concept with, with this. I'm uh, not do, that what, quite far gone yet, but I'm, I, I, I kind of uh, still dig the idea that she's not really doing anything and they're saving her for something. I just don't know what that is yet, and I'm kind of just, okay, guys, I'm, I'm playing along. This better pay off. It, it better pay off Sunday when she comes out at the Women's Battle Royale and kicks a bunch of ass. Otherwise, if they keep doing this, I, I give up. You know, this is... it's. Ugh, it's terrible. Yep. I feel bad because I, you and I both really like Lacey Evans. We liked her back in NXT. You know, we thought she was a, a nice ass kicker. Like she had a great thing going, and now it's just kind of she's eye candy. Um, and it's it's ugh, yeah. Women's evolution. Hashtag women's evolution. Nick. Right. Hashtag women's evolution. Finally, uh, let's let's end this. Let's end this on a high note. The Iconics and Becky Lynch had a couple of promos. The Iconics saying how they're going to go to WrestleMania and beat the other three women's teams, and WrestleMania was going to be Iconic. Um, I love them. Me too. I really do. They're so obnoxious and annoying and really, really good at being that way too. And they're just, yeah, they're just super chirpy and annoying. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, very Arrived kindly. in the police car from the station yep. after nice. being released. Yeah, well, you know, it's nice. It's, it happens all the time when you get uh, arrested for obstruction of justice and assaulting a police officer and uh, everything else that they did on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, charges nice just get dropped and the cops nicely drive you when home. When you're released on your own recognizance and they drive you all the way from Washington, D.C. to Baltimore to drop you off at your job. That's what cops do, right? It's only about an hour it's away. Very, very nice. Two hours, I think. Is it two but hours? Anyway, okay. About. Baltimore, anyway, let us know. Whatever it is, uh, <laughs> Becky showed up in a cop car and uh, came out to the ring. Corey Graves was there. She took his mic, got out of the ring, got up on the announcer's table, and basically cut a promo about how WrestleMania was this Sunday where she was going to win. That was about it. It was uh, She got a good reaction from the crowd, although not exactly, I wouldn't say molten, but uh, everyone you know has good feelings for Becky still. Um, I think that, again, the thing that's lacking about her character right now is that feeling of desperation. She doesn't feel like She's in danger. She doesn't feel like she's has that like fire, literally fire in her gut, uh, where she's like, "I need to win on Sunday." She's like, "Yeah, I got this. I'm not worried about Charlotte. I'm not worried about Ronda. I got this." She's too confident. That the that? confidence, I don't mind. It's the there's something that the thing that's changed for me is the no fear aspect of it. She's yeah. just she's showing up and just being smug now, as yes. opposed to actually yes. doing stuff that was controversial and against the grain, against the corporate. Right. That That is missing, and it started when Charlotte got inserted into all of this. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to come out and have and have no fear, you better be Pentagon Jr. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Cero miedo. Uh, well, Nick, that is Raw and SmackDown. We are all set up. We are ready to go. Let us, let us do this. This huge thing, the biggest one we do all year. Let us give our WrestleMania pick-ums. 
Well, we're going to start out right at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> on the pre-show. <laughs> With the women's battle royale. The fabulous moolah. I mean, no, wait. Oh, sorry. Just the, the woman. Snicker, Snickers the battle. Snickers. Uh, <coughs> I don't know what it is this year, but sure. The Snickers battle royale. You know what? Actually, I've got to call something out. Uh, Dave Underhill, one of our listeners is on our Facebook discussion group, had the best thing for this. He said, if we're going to call the Andre Rusimov Memorial Battle Royale the arm bar, Maybe we refer to the women's battle royale as the wombat. wombat. Woman, women, woman women. battle royale. Woman, wombat. I thought that was great. Wombat. What's the bat? Rolls What's off the, the tongue. Tea battle. The bat. Battle. Oh, bat. Women's oh. battle. Oh, I'm in. I yeah. sold. I love the it. Wom- the wombat. So the wombat. <laughs> starting things off on the pre-show, the we wombat. have the wombat. We have the wombat. Dave Underhill, that was brilliant. The wombat. Um, so uh, just to, just to clarify, by the way, this is not our numbered pickums. This is not our bets with our, with our official, uh, pickums for the, for the busted wide open Facebook discussion group and our patrons. It's a betting system where you're betting numbers. This is just going to be you and me. This is, this is separate from that. This yep. is the show one. This is, this is yes or no. Did they win or did they not win? Uh, we pick well, our, winners. I'm, I'm, I'm going to declare today that we're locking in our picks. Yes, so we're locking. You, you can in. wait them. Uh, we yes. can wait them later. Exactly. That's uh, but what I'm I'm I want to lock in my picks today. Yes, and I'm so glad I had so much time to look at this this week, <laughs> Nick. Handicapping it so you win again. I see how it is. It's okay, but I have no problem locking in who I think will win. But yes, as you said, I will take my use, do my bets and wait them later. So let's start off with the the wombat. <laughs> <laughs> That's never gonna get old. The wombat. The Women's Battle Royale, uh, right now, let's see, it's going to be uh, the people we have confirmed, women we have confirmed, Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Dana Brooke, Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, uh, Zelina Vega, and Mickey James, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if one or two NXT ladies showed up, uh, but those are the confirmed entrants. Who do you think is winning this one? I've picked her before. Mm-hmm. I I think there's an opportunity. Oh no, you're not here. gonna. You're I not think, gonna. I think there's an opportunity oh here post mania for this one. Okay, Ruby Riot. Oh my god. <laughs> I think Ruby Riot could win this. God, I hope you put tons of points on that. Um, I'm t- I'm going you? with I'm going with Oscar. I think that if they don't give Oscar this win in this this year, after the sacrifice that she made for their main event. Um, people will burn the place down. People will be furious. Uh, they were she furious stood enough. Tall on Tuesday, and she stood I, tall on Tuesday. It's not, as you said, as you just said on SmackDown. It's not enough. You're, it's not happy enough yet. They she needs to win this to at least get some sort of respect and redemption back. I don't think they're going to give it to her. Uh, I do, I do, and I'm uh, I'm going to put some money on it too. Well, oh, some wow. figure, figurative money, <laughs> if you will. The armbar, the Andre Rusimov Memorial. Battle Royale, uh, also in the kickoff show. Confirmed entrance this year. We've got, uh, let's see, Heavy oh Machinery. God, we're going to read all these? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll rock through it. Heavy Machinery, so t- uh, uh, Tucker and Otis, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Shelton Benjamin, Braun Strowman, Michael Che, Colin Jost, Andrade Cien Almas, Apollo Cruz, Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, No Way Jose, Bobby Roode and Chad Cable, all three members of the Lucha House Party, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, a.k.a. the B-Team, Heath Slater, Rhino, Victor, Connor, and Mustafa Ali. Did I miss anybody? Oh, yeah, EC3. EC3. Of course I forgot about him him because, you know, everyone does. 
Um, so yeah, basically the entire Raw tag division, <laughs> as well as a couple of SmackDown tag people. Anyway, and then and then just some miscellaneous jobbers as well. Poor guys. Uh, who is winning this one, sir? So this one's tricky because well, it's not really tricky. It's my I'll I'll disclose that it's my one on my uh, weight weighted it's bets. Your, it's your least. It's your least. Right. Because so here's this is a work in progress, and I'm going to work through this right now live on the show. So I've oh narrowed God. it down to four people: Braun Strowman, Colin Jost, Chad Gable, and Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin. What? Uh, my okay. favorite to win this at this time is Chad Gable. Okay. Um, I think Braun Strowman's probably going to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all he's got been doing is talking about um, yes. Jost and Shea. Yes. So it makes a lot of logical sense that that, and I think that's exactly why he probably won't. And I'm okay. torn between whether they're going to make a mockery of this whole thing and give it to Jost, mm-hmm. or if we're going to see you know a resurgence or an up and comer get it like Chad Gable or Shelton Benjamin or Jinder Mahal. No. <laughs> So here it is. I'm going to also, write it. Also, by the way, not- notably absent is Mojo Raleigh. I'd originally heard that he was going to be in this, and I'm not seeing him on the list here. He, he's still in the back talking to his mirror. Oh, right. Sorry. So at, live on the show right here, I'm going to write it in on my sheet. Uh-huh. Chad Gable. Oh, God. I love you so much right now. Uh, I'm looking How about forward- you, sir? Oh, Braun Strowman all the way. They've been oh, building sure, this entire yeah. thing around him. Uh, he's the he's the the main attraction here. He's the thing that's garnering so much of their uh, attention, uh, you know, their their casual attention with this. So yeah, I, this has to be Braun Strowman for me. It's the honor of the giant battle royale. If, if Braun Strowman, one of the biggest guys they have currently working on a regular basis, does not have the armbar to hold up. For most of this year, yeah, I, I don't. I, this is what I'm going to be spending a few points on. And I have, I, okay, I have a hunch that he's going to get thrown over the ropes by Che and Jost, and that's why I'm not picking him. If they do that, just never have this battle royal again. Andre <laughs> the Giant will sit his big ass up in his grave, stumble out and find whoever booked this match and choke them to death like Bobby Heenan. It's going to be, yeah, no, dear God, dear God, no. All right. That'd be a terrible way. That would be a terrible way to start WrestleMania. Oh my God, the the crowd would turn on them if, if a Saturday Night Live guy won this. Anyway, okay, we gotta we gotta we gotta move here. Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I'll talk about two hundred five live in a second here. Not a ton happened this week. Basically, at the end of the show, uh, Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy had a scuffle. Tony stood tall. Just so you know where to start with this. Who do you think's taking it here? I think Tony Nese is finally going to unseat Buddy Murphy. Really? I do, and I'm betting, really? pretty, big. I'm betting pretty damn big on it. Wow. Much like I did last year with Cedric. Yes. Uh, I, I'm betting big on the Cruiserweight again this yeah, year. Yeah, you. I remember that you, you found that, some luck. That match almost single-handedly won me WrestleMania last year, Dude. so I'm, I'm going I'm to stick with the Cruiserweight trend and say that Tony Nese is the one that finally supplants Buddy Murphy. You are going to have to pay for so many stickers for our patrons, dude. <laughs> Um, I am absolutely taking Buddy Murphy here. I don't know if I'm going to bet huge on it because I do see a way that Nice could win here, but pretty sure Murphy's going to retain. Uh, let's just move on to this next one. Finn the Damon Balor versus Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship. Who do you have here? Uh, Demon Finn. Damon Kang! Damon Damon Finn. Kang! I have to say, I think not only will this be the Demon Finn winning this one it's going to be a squash there oh, are totally. there are 16 matches 
between the pre-show and the main card. That works out to about about 20, 19 minutes a match. That, that'd be seven, Not, 17 now. That's And that's including entrances. Well, no, uh, 17 matches? What? So there's 16. You have 15, 16, you're right. I'm sorry. 16 matches, seven hours. It works out to about 19, 20 minutes, and that's just head math I'm doing there. Um. So and that's with entrances and everything else that they're going to do with the show. Like in Elias bits, they're going to have to have a couple of these matches be squashes, just squashes. So this is going to I think this is going to be a squash. I think he's going to come out and absolutely annihilate Lashley uh, and Leo, just like he did to Corbin on SummerSlam. Yep. What uh, a missed opportunity on this whole build. Mm, I just want to say that. Agreed. For the record. Yeah, no, that's I, <laughs> I think we said it enough in our main show. <laughs> Uh, but you totally agree. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Who do you have here? So, like I said earlier on the show when we were talking about Raw, uh, I'm not very. I'm interested in two big hosses beating the shit out of each other, as I always am. But yep. the outcome of the match isn't as important to me as the future of the feud. Uh, so I'm taking. I'm. This is my middle of the road pick. I'm taking Drew McIntyre. Wow. Man, we have not agreed on anything anything except for the demons so far. I think Roman's taking this. You don't have Roman, one, lose at WrestleMania two years in a row. Two, lose his first major match back after beating leukemia. Uh, there's no way. I, I This is one I'll bet big on. Roman's winning here. Death, taxes, Roman wins. Seriously. Okay. Uh, yeah, you heard it. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a real interesting WrestleMania, dude. <laughs> Oh, so far this is this is this is ugly. Kurt Angle versus quote unquote Baron Corbin. We'll see if this match actually happens. This is where things are gonna get start getting hairy. So first, two questions, Nick. Who's winning this? And plus or five plus plus or minus point five modifier. Does someone else come out? And if so, is it Cena? No. Okay. Well, uh, when is during the match? While the match is active to at actively point, interfere? At any point during the Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin segment, whether it's during the match, after the match, whatever, does someone else besides Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin have something to do with this match? So I, in my head, I was going, it would be really cool if the locker room came out of the top of the ramp and applauded and, and said goodbye. Yeah, I, so I, I'm torn as to whether to answer, how to answer that. Um, do I think that... Cena comes out and becomes interacts in the match anyway. No, I don't think so. I'm going to okay. say no if that's the, if that's the stipulation um, because of the incident with him standing with him standing at the top of the ramp, ankle lock on Corbin this week, mm-hmm. uh, and just the nature of retirement matches in general, mm-hmm. putting over the guy so that he can roll out and they have their time in the ring. I'm going to say Corbin takes the victory here. Okay, I actually I agree with you. I think Corbin is going to pick up the technical win. I think that he, uh, if if there is actually even a match, you know what I mean? And if there's no match, we'll just invalidate the win-loss completely. Sure. And it'll be down to whether or not someone comes out. Um, I'm, But I am saying that, yes, John Cena does come out. We know that he was in negotiations to appear at WrestleMania for a match. There, you know, What they were saying was the rumor was it wasn't going to be for the Kurt Angle match, but it sounds like a swerve to me. I absolutely think he's going to come out for the Kurt match. There's, not, there's nowhere else to slide him in unless he has something to do with Elias which he might. Elias has been talking about having a program with Cena, so it is possible. But I think that in this situation, if anyone comes out, it should be Cena. I'm, I'm basically betting my hopes 
on this one. If yeah. I was really betting my hopes, I'd say Angle wins. But again, as you said, Angle standing tall at the end of Raw. I think Corbin's going to pick up the technical victory so he can gloat about that for the next however long. I retired Kurt Angle. It's going to get him booze every time. You know what I mean? Like I think they're absolutely going to give this to Corbin. But um, I think that maybe even after the match, Cena comes out and saves Kurt, and they have a little stare down in a moment, and that's the way it goes out. I think that would be, that would that would be a nice moment. I hope that's what they do. Yeah. So moving on, the revival uh, versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, the Raw Tag Championships just added today. Thanks for screwing up our patron pickums, dudes. Uh, who do you think's taking this one? Will Will Kurt Hawkins's losing streak end in New York at WrestleMania? No. Okay. Well, that was an easy answer. Revival wins easily. Revival wins easily. All right. I'm going to, you know what? I'm, I'm sticking to my guns of just being perverse on you today. Wow. I say Hawkins and Ryder win. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I think there, I think some sort of something screwy happens. The revival screw up Hawkins, Ryder win. Um, I'm not betting big on this, by the way, okay. <laughs> I think Hawkins and Ryder pull it off here. Please they do. A, they be, be, a big, by all means. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think they have a big WrestleMania moment and then they lose, lose it back to the revival on raw. Something like that. Yeah, I think I think that's what happens. And frankly, part of the reason I think that is I don't think that everyone was super happy with the revival complaining about how they were getting treated, uh, just based on their booking. Like, yeah, they're tag champs, but they're be, they're being made to look like idiots week in and week out for the most part. So it wouldn't surprise me if, in some petty punitive way, they were forced to lose the titles at WrestleMania, even if they were given them back afterwards. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past WWE to to just keep messing with them like that. So Hawkins Ryder, I'm going to go with it, although I'm not going to bet much on it in the pickums. The Usos versus Ricochet and Black, The Bar and Rusev and Nakamura for the SmackDown Tag Championships. Who do you have here? You know, there, there's part of me that wanted to give this to Alistair and, and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I ruled out The Bar. I'm ruling out Rusev and Nakamura. So for me, it came down to the Usos and Black and Ricochet. Yep. I, I, they've already got the thing going on over on NXT that that just kind of sways. But re, Usos retain here. That's, you know that's, what? I'm that's, I'm, that's I'm inclined. Call. I'm inclined to agree with you. That seems to make the sense to me. Even though they did look really strong on SmackDown. Yeah. I think it does make sense for the Usos to retain, especially because they got squashed by the Bludgeon Brothers last year. So good call. I think, yeah, I forgot about that. I do. Th- I think that Ricochet and Aleister Black's time will come. I think it would be bizarre put the titles on them this quickly especially with the landscape of the uh, smackdown division right now uh, i think the usos are really strong it may, uh, to me it just, this seems to me like a, a just a fun match it'll be a lot of crazy spots and then at some point the usos will retain much how they did on smackdown yep so. if they wanted to amp this up they could have made it a ladder match and made it really fun with all four of these teams so i mean it, they had again missed opportunities yeah there's but. a couple of these i wish were ladder matches to be honest with you yeah um, I, I, I think we said for a while, Kofi and Daniel Bryan in a ladder match would have been sick. That would have been a great one. <sighs> wow. If, if they had kept the four guys in the U.S. title picture and made it a ladder match, that would have been sick. But yep. no. No. Hashtag wrestling. Uh, the Miz versus Shane McMahon. Falls count anywhere. Who's taking this one? Miz. Miz. Really? You yep. got the Miz on this one, huh? Got the Miz. Wow. Pretty, pretty strong, too, for what it's worth. All right, I'm taking Shane. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think we have this to. This is going to be a bloodbath <laughs> for one of us. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm picking a We're lot. We're gonna be I, sending out a lot of merch, <laughs> dude. It's yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> one patrons. Us, one of You've us already won. Killed. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. No, I think Shane's taking this one. I think that there's gonna be more of this. I don't think this is the end. I think this is still building. Um, I think they need to build Shane as a strong heel. Um, so yeah, I think this, I, I think this program's going to run for a little while longer. They just, they've built it too much. There's, there's too much in it. Um, yeah, I and think it's Miz, run its Miz looked, Miz looked ridiculously strong after SmackDown. It's false count anywhere. False count anywhere. And sanity's still out there. Shane's taking this one. So yeah, Miz, Miz looked way too good in the false count anywhere format. This cements him as a pure baby face at this point. And a really good one at that. That I, yep. something I never really expected, to be honest with you. I think you could go back six, eight months, and we were going. I don't know how that's going to work out. He's so good as a heel, man. I hate to tell I, you this. I've come some, around. Some of the babies got to lose, man. Some yeah, of the babies well. are going to have to lose. Yep. Uh, then we have Sasha and Bailey versus the Divas of Doom versus the Samoan Slaughterhouse versus the Iconics for the Women's Tag Championships. Who do you have here, sir? Well, this one changed. Uh, as of Stephanie McMahon coming out and announcing officially that it was a winner-take-all in the yes. women's match. Uh, originally, I had this theory that we were going to get the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen. Uh, the four horsewomen, uh, Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky all holding belts. Now that we know what we know, I've changed my pick for this one. Really? I th- I think, are you going iconic? I think the iconics are oh! going to take this one. Oh, you're going to be sending out so much merch. Um, no, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I would not be mad at that at all. I just think Sasha and Bailey have not held it long enough, and uh, they've barely defended it. And it would be they've already lost to the Iconics, and, and in a cheap way. I think they need to get their win back. Sasha and Bailey are winning this one. If anything, the Divas of Doom might do it if Beth's going to stick around for a while. Nah. Um, if Naya and Tamina win. I know you will pop, probably pop a blood vessel, and the yeah. place will probably erupt. I might um, take a sledgehammer to the wall behind me where the, the <laughs> Naya Shrine will be. The Naya Shrine not, might not last long, is what no. you're saying? I might have uh, to rebuild sheetrock and put up a new shrine. Because <laughs> let's not forget, patrons, part of the Naya Shrine deal was that if Sir Ian Dangerous beats me, yeah. every pay-per-view, he gets to add a piece of swag to oh, the yeah. shrine. Yeah, at That's my own also expense, a prize by the way. I don't, know, here. I don't know, this is like kind of a booby prize for me. <laughs> uh, I think Sasha Bailey are taking this one. I think they're retaining. It just, uh, to me, yeah, this is one that they need to hold on to a little bit longer. And I still think there's going to be some sort of women raising belts thing going on at some point. Mm. So uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship with Dominic sitting ringside. What's going on here? Samoa Joe retains. Joe retains. I agree. I don't think this is much to this match. I think you uh, want to do a point five on Dominic uh, interfering, you know, or, I think that, or attempting to, you know, no, I really don't really don't want to have anything to do with John. Do I don't, I don't think he will. I think I Joe would, might go over and punch him in the face or something. Yeah. But, you like, know. There might be some physicality. I don't know if Ray's going to win the title as a result. Honestly, no. like this is another one. I just don't want to, I don't want to give too much points to, no. I really don't want to give too many points to this because I could see Ray picking it up in front of his son, or I could see Joe messing with Dominic. There's just a lot we don't know about this because they haven't done anything with the damn storyline. So I, but I would like to see Joe in his first ever WrestleMania retain the championship he's walking in with. Oh, Dominic! Exactly. I we had can, to. We, you can you can run this feud for a few more months. Have Dominic be a part of it. Just dear God, he, just keep him off the mic. 
Oh, please. Triple H versus Batista. No holds barred. No holds barred, Hogan. Oh, yeah. Who's winning this one? It was funny to see Batista with an ankle lock on Hulk Hogan in that video package they played that yeah, he played right. for Triple H this week. Um, Triple H doesn't lose at WrestleMania. Yes, he does. He's he's got like a he's uh, recently he's been losing a lot. Sure. Um, there's two ways that I think about this. One lost last year. He lost to Roman Reigns. Oh, the fine. That was to put Reigns over and to put Rousey over. Just saying. Um, I. I I don't see I don't see Triple H losing here. I don't see Batista being around for long term, mm-hmm. and I see this as you know Hunter has been doing more of a face role than like a corporate heel recently. I see Triple H winning here. Yeah, a hundred percent. This is one I'll put a lot of money on. Just the way they built it is well, yeah, I put Batista, it pretty high too. Batista's never beat Triple H or Triple H. Sorry, Triple H never beat Batista. Batista always wins. Batista always wins. He's a he's a movie star now. Triple H wants to get some of his. Some of his back. This is classic Triple H ego booking. He's absolutely going over here. Triple I'll H is put my career uh, on yeah. the line. His career's on the line, for God's sake. You know Triple H ain't retiring. No. Is this this might be the high the most I spend on a match. Triple it's- H absolutely busts out the golden shovel and donks Batista on the head with it. Batista goes and spits somewhere else. And Randy Orton his giant Guardians of the Galaxy paycheck <laughs> for the for the rest of his life in royalties. Exactly. He should in, in the Guardians of the Galaxy three. He, they've got to make him say suffering succotash. Suffering succotash. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Who do you have winning this one? I'm torn. To think about it. Really? Tw- well, I've got AJ Styles written on my paper. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, I, just, I don't know how to justify it. I just really want to see these two guys deliver a fantastic veteran, really well-worked match. Agreed. Because there's no effing excuse for this not to be a fantastic wrestling exhibition. Yeah, bet- Between I agree. these two guys. I, I think, I, I'm actually thinking back to Seth Rollins, Randy Orton at WrestleMania 31, which mm. was kind of an out-of-nowhere feud, and they ended up having one of the, like, the most underrated matches on the show. It was yeah. a fantastic match. I think this could be a lot like that, but I think Randy's eating the pin here, especially with how strong he looked on Tuesday. He looked so strong on Tuesday. I think AJ's got to pick it up here. Again, uh, they stood need- tall after the RKO, you know? Yeah, and that's what I mean. Is like AJ needs to get some equity back. He's got a long contract he just signed. They've got a lot more to do with him. Um, he, he's been kind of on a downswing. He needs a big win. I yep. think AJ Styles picks it up here. Yep. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi King. Okay, here we go. The, the big three, Nick. This has been like the topic of conversation. Do the faces win all the big matches here? This is, this is going to get hairy. Do the faces all right. win all three? Who well, I'm not going to reveal which? yet. We're going to do well, these one at a time. One at a time. Talk, we can talk about time. it afterwards. Well, we, we can't. We have so much else to get to. Well, Daniel well, Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. Let's go. Let's do this. Kofi or Daniel, who's it going to be? It's 50-50. It's, I, I put Kofi Kingston on my paper. Did you? Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. Man, I this is going to be one of the hardest ones for me to pick because of these three, I could see, I could justify or see them going in so many different ways. Me too, and it, this uh, is this is the hardest one on the paper, honestly. Kofi and Daniel Bryan, Kofi, there could be a screw job on Kofi. You know, Harper Rowan's could come gonna out. Be there, well, yeah, Harper could come out and surprise him and, and cost him. There could be a screw job of some sort. Vince. 
could screw him at WrestleMania. Um, and because it's not in the final slot, they could easily put like a, a, a fan service match after this and calm everyone down because you know people will lose their damn minds if Kofi gets screwed and loses at WrestleMania. Um, and I think they're going to go for that heat. I really do. I'm taking Daniel Bryan to win this. Okay. <laughs> this is going to get ugly, Nick. <laughs> I'm taking Daniel Bryan. What am I doing? Oh, God. Yeah, I do not think Kofi Mania happens at WrestleMania. Um, Where else is it going to happen? <laughs> uh, Summer this Slam? is like their one know. chance to cash in on. I mean, imagine how much yeah. Kofi merch is going to get sold how many over the next we, week. As much as they're already selling New Day merch, how many times have we said that this is their one time to put the championship on, Bro- on Roman Reigns? Brock Lesnar can't possibly hold it any longer. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think there's a, they've got a couple of chances to give us some big wins. I think Kofi's the one who eats it here. I don't think that he was their plan at all. I don't think that any of this was their plan. Daniel Bryan has the, a hemp belt for crying out loud. I don't think they're taking that off him this quickly. Um, I would love Kevin, to see a I would love to see a New Day style belt though for that for the record. Sure, but as long as it doesn't look like Naomi's belt, made all out right. of pancakes. Brock, oh, Jesus. Dripping syrup. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Brock or Seth? I'm, uh, my head tells me one thing. My heart tells me another. And I'm going to follow my heart and say <laughs> okay. Seth Rollins just oh, to get man. that damn belt off of him. Just get it off of him. I, You know what? Just to not... God damn it. Brock is, Brock is supposed to face... Um, not Cormier. Uh, Cormier or Jones? Cormier. Cormier. In August. Yeah, in August. Uh, and that's still a few months away, so they could get the belt off of him between now and then. But he might want to go train for three months. Um, so, and it, and frankly, dear, like I'm with you, dude. Dear God, get the damn belt off of him. And if there's anybody to put it on, even better than Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Yes, he that Monday after Raw opening, or sorry, the Raw after Mania next week. He walks out and holds that red belt up. That place is going to lose its freaking mind. Conversely, I haven't even looked at where they're going to be. Conversely, Brock wins at WrestleMania, but barely. And a beaten, shaken up Brock Lesnar is forced to face Roman Reigns on Raw at the WrestleMania and loses to Roman. I'm going to stab myself. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm, I am going to commit seppuku live on YouTube if that happens. Yep. That is, oh my God. That right. would, that's our worst nightmare. We have so much left to get to, dude. We're running so late. I know. This Welcome to the huge... WrestleMania Mega Show. <laughs> WrestleMania Mega Show. Mega, mega, mega. Uh, God, I hate that I have to pick this right now without really thinking enough about it. I'm going to... I'll go with you, Seth Rollins. I'll go hey, with Seth Rollins. I, just, I, just, I don't want to stress about it. I Part of me wants to pick Brock. I'm, if he wins, I'm going to be kicking my... This is the one that's going to really, really hurt. That's going to really hurt because I almost I wrote BR on our notes here and then I erased it and wrote Seth going with Seth. All right. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch for the Ross and SmackDown Women's Championships. Winner take all. Who's winning here, sir? Everything in my head tells me that they want to unify these championships under the golden child Charlotte Flair. And I just cannot write Charlotte Flair on this piece of paper. I, I yes. picked Becky Lynch. You did. I think that's smart for a number of reasons. They've been building Becky this week as if she doesn't win here, she has no way out. Charlotte's already a champ. Ronda's already a champ. They both have out plans. They're going to be still champs if they win. They've made this 
They've tried to. They haven't really successfully done it, I don't think, storyline-wise. They've tried to build it so that Becky has to win. Otherwise, she's screwed. Um, so I, I think Becky has to win here. Plus, it's your last match on the show. And they've had, last year, the end of the show was a debacle. People yeah. were so angry after WrestleMania last year. They need to have a feel-good ending to WrestleMania for once. They haven't really had one in years. This will be their feel-good moment. Becky Lynch holding two belts high to end the show. I think Becky's winning. Yeah. I, and I, I, That's one I'm going to put quite a bit on. And I will add to this that this could be her Stone Cold King of the Ring moment where she walks out on Monday as, you know, if they don't do this, if they don't do this, the man thing is killed. They will have killed it. It'll hurt it. It'll hurt it bad. And I don't think that there's, I don't think there's such thing as a stone cold King of the ring moment anymore. It's It's not a thing. That amount of gravity that she needs right now to make, to really get over that hump. We, we speculate, I've speculated, I'll say that she needed some kind of moment that was on par with the beer truck or something along those lines that was just anti-corporate. Uh, mm. And this we just haven't it. seen it yet. This ain't going to be it. But it will be a big moment for her, and I think it will solidify her as being a, a, one of the biggest deals in WWE. Agreed. So uh, the question is just whether Shayna comes out at WrestleMania or on Monday. I'm saying Monday. Uh, if she loses the title, especially at TakeOver, which we have to talk about right now, as well as everything else. Dear God, there's so much left to talk about over in the wide world of wrestling. Over in NXT this week, uh, a few things happened, but it was mostly a bunch of video packages, as is normal on NXT when you're going into a TakeOver pay-per-view. But we did get a couple of matches. Uh, I was very happy about one of them, as you you probably can imagine. I'm sure. I'm Uh, sure. But we, we opened things up with the War Raiders coming out to essentially decimate some jobbers. They had to remind us who the wall waiters, wall waiters. They had to remind us who the wall waiters are. And they did that by having them murder a couple of jobbers and then go, hey, we want more. And then they they got uh, Adrian Haoud, and I always mess up his name, and Cesar Bononi. Hey, welcome they, back, Cesar. Uh, welcome back, both of them. But they got demolished pretty quickly as well, pretty handily by the war raiders, basically making the war raiders look absolutely terrifying before you know, facing off against Ricochet and Aleister Black at TakeOver, who have just spent the last month looking amazing against everyone on every brand. So they had to make the War Raiders look like monsters. They did. Whether they made them look exciting or not is a matter of opinion, but you and I both know, Nick, that these guys can put on amazing matches. It's oh, yeah. going to be out-freaking-standing. I feel bad. Like, like I do every time. We watch a TakeOver before a WWE pay-per-view. Come on, Sasha. Hey, not just Sasha, both Vince and John Oliver screwed that up this week. So, <laughs> and they right. do it, you know, come on. It's not easy. Uh, yeah, they needed to make them look strong. They did. It's going to be a great match to take over. Fantastic. We also had a match. This is the one you were looking forward to. Oni Lorcan versus Jackson Riker. Uh, Jackson basically looked like a, a, a now walking Now you guys know what cement. I'm talking about. Yeah, he's kind of underwhelming. Oh, whatever. He's kind of underwhelming. He faced whatever. off with a guy as exciting as, as Oni Lorcan, and he, he made me yawn. Fine. Sorry. I'm, I'm never going to convince you. You you aren't. He's Listeners got a great look. weigh in on this. He has what a do you fantastic look. He has a fantastic look. He's, he's terrifying to look at. He's wildly underwhelming in the ring. He, he, EC3 is more exciting in his little finger in the ring than Jackson Riker. <laughs> whatever. Sorry. Sorry. But uh, this seemed like a goodbye match to Oni Lorkin, who's going sure. on to the 205 Live. He got nice murdered. little cameo with Danny Birch after the match. Yeah. You know, sure. yeah. nice send off. 
got got murdered by Jackson Riker, a way to keep them looking hot after losing in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. And finally, the go-home match to take over, Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair, which was, it was fine. It looked like they did a couple of cuts to hide some botches, but uh, it was a fine match. And then everything broke down when Shayna Baszler and her goons came to the ring and the entire women's locker room emptied. We had a huge brawl, which was a lot of fun, uh, including seeing Bianca Belair gorilla press Lacey Lane and toss her onto the pile of women. And then uh, Io Shirai grabbed the belt and stand tall at the end with her music playing. After doing a massive moonsault off the top, uh, her thing off the top turnbuckle into the entire locker room, basically. It was great. It was a bunch of good, bunch of fun stuff to end it. Uh, Do you think that Io Shirai standing tall at the end was indicative of anything going to take over? Uh, Yes and no. Okay. Do you want to wait till we get to our pickums to talk about? I do want to wait till we get to our pickums. All Thank right. Let's you. run down the rest, the rest of NXT real quick. We do know that we're in two weeks. We're going to get the uh, the sequel to Keith Lee versus Dijakovic. Dijak. It's Donovan Dijak. I can't do it, Nick. Keith Lee versus Dijak happens in two weeks. They were they were talking. Keith Lee gave a promo. He said he should have been on Takeover, uh, but the powers that be pushed him back. He actually got injured, but still, I don't think you could mess with this takeover card. It's it's sick, and I think that giving it a featured spot on NXT in two weeks is a good idea. We also had a little thing saying that Street Profits versus Marcel Barthel will be next week, uh, which basically means it'll be taped at takeover, and we'll right. see the match next week during the recap show. Also, Candice LeRae got confronted by Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne, basically saying that she was a loser, and she said that she wanted to earn her shot at a woman's title by kicking Aaliyah's ass, which we'll see next week her as well. Bougie, bougie ass. Her bougie <laughs> ass, which is, I, you know, that's calling a spade okay. a spade. Okay. Uh, and that match will also be next week, a.k.a. also taped at TakeOver. So maybe we'll be seeing a Candice LeRae run at the title later on, which I think is is high time. High time. Miss Wrestling gets a shot. So that was NXT for this week. Not a lot to talk about. Just kind of finishing up everything. Like you said, a lot of video promos. Let's talk New York. Uh, take over New York. Let's give our pickums right now. War Raiders versus Ricochet and Black for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Nick, who you got? War Raiders retain. I agree completely. I think this makes more sense. Seeing as Ricochet and Black are off to the main roster, it will make War Raiders look like even more monstrous. They have a bunch of tag guys down in that division to, for them to work with. Totally agree. War Raiders retain. Pete Dunne versus Walter for the NXT UK Championship, a match that's been coming for a while now. We've seen it coming ever since Walter joined up with NXT UK, and uh, Pete Dunne is going on 700 days. Dear God, as NXT UK Champion. Does he lose it here, Nick? He does. Walter is going to be the one that will unseat him, and he will go on a Brock Lesnar-esque reign. I think you're well i (laughs) i think pete dunn's already been on a brock lesnar has sure but But i know what you mean final boss final boss status walter will become the final boss of nxt for sure i'm so excited i'm so excited for the mainstream to see walter work yeah you know what i mean like so long he's been kind of i'm not toiling in obscurity but you know he's definitely not been he hasn't broken through this is going to be his breakthrough where people go holy crap that guy is terrifying so I'm I'm very much looking forward to this match. They've worked together before. They they work well together. I agree. Walter's picking it up here. He deserves it. He needs it. It will do a ton for him. Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai in a fatal four way to determine the NXT Women's Champion. 
Who's it gonna be? So this is interesting because it's a fatal four-way, and we've got uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir lurking. Correct. And I think what is going to happen is we're going to get a sneaky victory here while the uh, couple of the ladies are tied up with the, the, the two goons, as you so eloquently called them. Uh, outside the ring, I think Io Shirai is going to pick up the victory here. Mm, that is a strong choice. She's actually by like a hair my second choice my i'm going with with bianca belair here that's it in my head i was thinking bianca belair because that feels like that they were pushing her but yeah. it feels like we're past that moment she had her opportunity they yes. kept it on Shayna, and we're moving forward io shirai feels like a bigger star to me i, I like i like the idea of Shayna retaining as well because i think there's more they can do with such an evil champ but it feels like also that in some ways it's run its course and yep. You know, I, I would like to see her go up and be Ronda's goon on the main roster. Agreed. And to see all, all four of the horsewomen up in the main roster as an evil heel faction would be amazing. I'm ready for it. I think they're ready for it. We need new blood in the women's scene in NXT. I think we already have enough storylines with Kyrie and Bianca and Io that we could run that if any of them are champs, really. Kyrie's already been to the promised land, so that brings it down to Io and Belair. I think Belair, I think she is the stronger choice simply because. I think Shirai is going to blend into the background still. As good of a wrestler as she is, I don't think people have really wrapped their heads around her. Um, so I, I could see her being a champ down the road maybe, but not yet. And, okay. if, and in fact, I think her standing tall kind of undercuts that, that she's getting a moment there because they're not giving it to her a takeover. So if, yeah. Brr. Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for the North American Championship. This is going to be a cool match. Who do you think is taking this one? This this is going to be my sneaky sleeper match of the weekend. Oh yeah, um, I, I think this one could be really, really, really good. I just don't know if they'll give it the time that it deserves. Two hours, uh, five matches. I think they'll give it some time. So, fine. I think Velveteen Dream's retaining here. I don't think really? they're going to. I don't think they're going to strap Riddle yet. Oh, see, I think they are. I he think just Riddle, got it. He just right. got it like a month he ago. He did, and Velveteen Dream can lose or win. It doesn't matter to him. He's going to be popular no matter what. Matt Riddle is their blue chip. I think he's, he's going to have that rocket stir-wrapped. I think he's getting the belt around his waist at TakeOver. Going with Matt mm. Riddle. Finally, in what may be the WWE match of the weekend, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. We could be staring down an instant classic. Two out of three falls. Who do you think's picking this one up, sir? This is already a match of the year contender, and I haven't seen the match yet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this this is already in the in the top three five, if not the top three matches, and we haven't even seen the match yet. Um, I'm, I'm for the record, I'm picking Johnny Gargano for several reasons. One, it's his time; he deserves it. Um, I think he does get a title reign before he does get called up and and end yep. up up on the main roster full time. Um, Adam Cole can win this anytime. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Adam Cole go up, but we know that he's probably going to get a reign at some point as well. I could see this with Ciampa being hurt and out long term. I could see this being the next story of Johnny Gargano's coming of age in NXT over the last four years. So I, I look for this feud to go on uh, at the at the top of the NXT card. But yeah. Johnny Gargano's winning. This I, one I wouldn't this time. be even surprised if Adam Cole took it off of him later on. I agree. Gargano's yeah. picking it up here. It's the it's the logical end of his story. It's where his story was supposed to go before Ciampa got injured. I think Adam Cole is just stepping in to be a good substitute. The other is the other big heel in NXT. Um, but I think that the story will remain the same. 
Uh, unlike the main roster, they don't hot shot as much in the NXT. They, they tend to stick to their guns if they're telling a story. So I think that Gargano is going to pick it up here. It, but it'll be an amazing match. It'll make Adam Cole look like a god. Um, but yeah, it just makes sense that Gargano picks it up here. Yep. Um, so Nick, we have uh, uh, just a metric crap ton more to get to, and we're already near the end of what our show normally goes. So kids, we're going long today. We kind of apologize, but... Same time, it's WrestleMania. Not really. It's WrestleMania. It's not, it's WrestleMania. It's oh what happens. We're okay, so Nick, real quick, two hundred five live. We were talking about Oni Lorcan losing to Jackson Riker. We got that win back on two hundred five live when he beat Kalisto. So he's officially on uh, two hundred five live winning matches. And then you know what? Two hundred five live. We don't really have time for this week. We already mentioned that Tony Nice had a rumble with Buddy Murphy. Nice ended up kneeing Murphy's head off at the end of it and stood tall. So yeah, Tony Tony Nice looking strong going into WrestleMania. Which, you know, good for him, but ah, I know you picked them. I, I just can't see it. Yeah. I really can't. Um, so, you know, we mentioned last week that there is just a metric crap ton of shows going on. I actually just well. counted them. Oh, did you? Which WrestleMania is this? What 35. 35. There are 35 events, excluding TakeOver and wow. WrestleMania, happening this weekend. And guys, we're not going to sit here and try and rattle off 35 individual no. events that are going on this weekend but what we will do uh i believe in you said you had some sort of cheat sheet put together for people uh if it's not this that we're looking actually at right here, so what i what i did is we I can share a, yeah i found a great page from voices of wrestling it's got every show listed every major show list obviously gonna be a bunch of like small 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 shows it has every major show listed as well as what matches there are and if it's streaming uh and if so where you can catch it streaming actually uh yeah I, I, some of them don't have where they're streaming but I'll, I'll post a couple of things i'll post a couple of bits of information i do want to call out a couple of matches people need to try their best to check out if you're just into watching a ton of wrestling this weekend uh for instance um evolve has a couple of good ones austin theory versus kyle o'reilly and montez ford versus shane strickland montez ford versus shane strickland let that sink in um, Bloodsport is going to be awesome as well. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport this year. Our boy, Josh Barnett, is facing Minoru Suzuki in the main event. Plus, you have Frank Mir. Yeah, dude, come on. Um, <laughs> it's, so Bloodsport's got, it's kind of like a, um, a crossover. MMA meets pro wrestling. You know, fixed endings, but MMA shoot style. So it's gonna, they're basically just going to grapple the whole match, but they know who's going to win, um, theoretically. Hideki Suzuki versus Timothy Thatcher, Killer Cross versus Davy Boy Smith Jr., and Frank Mir versus Dan Severn. Also on that one, that's on Fight TV on uh, Friday the fourth at four p.m. I'm looking for. I'm going to check that one out for sure. Um, a couple other great matches: The Park versus Pentagon Jr. on MLW. WrestleMania Access is even going to have a bunch of sick matches like Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze, Dijakovic versus Har- uh, Harper, Sanity versus Undisputed Era, and Cassius Ono versus Aiden English. Your boy. Uh, one of the matches of the weekend, possibly Will Ospreay versus Bandito is happening at the WrestleCon Super Show, which will be on Fight TV at 7 p.m. on the 4th. Um, we've got Impact has a ton of matches I don't have time to go through, but Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix versus Rob Van Dam and Sabu, for God's Damn. sake, for M- Impact Wrestling. That's at, uh, on the 4th at 11 p.m. As well as Sammy Callahan and Jimmy Havoc in a Monsters Ball match and Tessa Blanchard versus Joey Ryan. My God. Um... Scott Steiner has a match versus Swoggle. By the way, Hornswoggle is all over the place this weekend. When I was looking down these matches, Hornswoggle's freaking everywhere. Good everywhere. For Good for him, man. Um, that will be on Fight TV on Friday at 11 p.m. Kaiju Big Battle's coming back. Shimmer's got something. Chikara. 
Uh, Rev Pro is going to have some insane matches. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Will Ospreay versus Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. We went over some of this last week, but also David Starr versus Tomohiro Ishii, which is, I think that could be a sleeper match right there. Um, I have one that's not a sleeper. What's that? The G1 Supercard Finals. Holy crap, right? Jay White, the champion, facing Kazuchika Okada. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. That whole The whole G1 Supercard is just stacked. We went over it last week, I think. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, it's nasty. A ladder match, Jay Lethal versus Matt Tavin versus Marty Skrull. Naito versus Ibushi. Naito versus Ibushi for the IC Championship. Let me say, Naito versus Ibushi. Remember I said that. That's going to be a baller of a match. Bully Ray is supposedly facing off against Juice Robinson in a New York street fight, although there's rumors Minoru Suzuki may show up and face Bully Ray. Bully Ray's been calling out Suzuki specifically, so that's going to be nuts. Um, Blackcraft's even having a, a, a show, Pentagon Jr. versus Simon Grimm, Gangrel versus Matthew Justice, and uh, Johnny Blackcraft, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. John Morrison versus David Starr. Uh, Not to be outdone by Joey Ryan's penis party. Well, Joey Ryan's penis party always a good time. Always yeah. a good time. That's kind of like Janela Spring Break. You got to like call Kaiju that Big one Battle. Out. Yes. The, oh, Joey Janela Spring. He's got like three different shows. Yeah. Man. So tons of stuff. We we're gonna have all of that up on the Facebook discussion group. Uh, in addition, on Monday before Raw, they're having another WrestleMania Access show for the women. Confirmed matches: Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville. Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair. What? Piper, Piper Niven versus Zelina Vega and Candice LeRae versus Kaylee Ray. Damn. Uh, so this it doesn't end with WrestleMania. It just goes the entire time. <laughs> so lots of matches, but we don't have time to really go down them all. That's just a, a taste. Go check out our Facebook discussion group where I'll post a whole bunch more about what they are, where you can watch them, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of streaming services that will show a lot of these shows. It's going to be a fat-packed weekend of wrestling, sir. Wrestling, mm. but Nick, let's get to something even more important, and that is our listener questions. Yeah, speaking of packed, you guys yeah. showed up this week. We got. I a guess lot you of might be hyped questions. up about WrestleMania. It might, might just be. Uh, if you'd like to uh, to submit a question to the show for us to answer, you can join up on Patreon. These are our patrons who are asking us questions here, and we enjoy answering them for you. Patreon.com forward slash b w o Nick. What do we have this week in terms of questions? All right. The first question comes in from Will. What are what are your two early Raw after Mania surprise appearances or returns? Namely, what do we see with the likes of Sami Zayn, Lars Sullivan, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, or are there any other call-ups that we're looking for on Raw on Monday? I mean, he pretty much named all of the usual suspects. They're all the ones I would have guessed. Uh, and Shayna Baszler would be the, would be my big one that I would see to look for, depending on what they want to go with, where they want to go with Ronda Rousey after WrestleMania. Yeah, um, I could see Shayna debuting. Um, they've just called up so many damn people from NXT, though. I don't know how many more toys Vince needs at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, given that Luke Harper is wrestling access this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised that if he showed up and interfered in some sure. way with Rowan during the Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston match. I yeah, I don't know you what know? they're going to do as far as reskinning Bray Wyatt. I know they're probably going to get. He's just he's just been changing his image a little bit, uh, as you can see from his Instagram page. But yep. you know, I don't know if he's ready to come back yet. He's got a baby on the way, so maybe not. Yeah. Uh, Lars Sullivan. It's just a matter of his mental state. You know, he was originally supposed to wrestle Cena at WrestleMania. Um, that may still happen. We may still get a surprise, oh a surprise 17th match at <laughs> WrestleMania. 
Uh, and Sami Zayn, I'm not sure of his exact return schedule, so maybe he comes back, but I don't know where they would slot him in. Yeah. What about but, NXT call-ups? You got any NXT call-ups you're looking forward to besides Shayna? Besides Shayna? She's my one big one. Yeah. I don't you know, know that there and, are any other ones that they unless, haven't already called up in the last 90 days. Unless they want more women's tag teams, you know what I mean? Uh, which they have a couple already. Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne and Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane are, ready, are, are pretty much ready tag teams right there if they want women tag teams. Yeah. But as far as the men, they already they gutted NXT already this year. Yeah. So, no, I don't see any other NXT call-ups. No. It'll be interesting, though, to see what happens after Mania on Raw, though. Thank you for the question. Will, next up, Jacob. With a ton of wrestling this weekend, what is one non-WWE match Oh, this is easy. This that is you're good, looking forward one. to. Also, what is one WWE match you are looking forward to NXT and main roster? God. I mean, to, uh, to narrow down all of the matches across the weekend to one is like choosing between my babies. There are at least 10 matches not from WWE that I think are going to be match of the year contenders. Um, so that's brutal. So you go first, Nick. God, <laughs> um, I can't. Because uh, you have I, you have one. You have one. Apparently, I have both. I'm sitting here waiting with bated breath to see Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Yeah, I, I just I can't wait. I mean, I already got my wish came true when I got to see Jackson Riker w- uh, wrestle uh, yesterday. You so poor, this is this is poor, the next you best poor little thing. man. Um, no non WWE. Um, it's a close tie between Ibushi and Naito 2.0 uh, after their first round G1 SuperCard bout. Oh man! Um, and then also Okada, Jay White. Man, that's got a lot of history in that fight, and I'm looking forward to see what they do there. But Same. Is Same. it? Uh, is it? Is it for the championship, or it is, is it on the, the cha- line? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Okada won the oh. the the tournament, so yeah. he, this is his title shot. Oh man, Th- that could get dicey. That, that's probably the big non WWE one that I'm looking forward to because that has stakes. Big time. Big time stakes. Big time stakes. Big time story. I agree. That's a tough one. For me, it's it's got to be uh, Naito Ibushi, or as I said earlier, Osprey Bandito. Um, Osprey Bandito is going to, that's that one for me is going to be. Mm. For a fun one for shits and giggles, I'm looking forward to see Tessa Blanchard get uh, dick flipped by Joey Ryan. As, as shitty and horrible as it is and is going to be, it's probably still going to be it's fun. It's probably going to be entertaining as hell, and I don't think that Tessa's the only one going to get flipped, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Gotcha. I'm saying she's been working out in a different way. Uh huh. Um, and then as far as yeah, as far as main roster, Adam Cole and Gargano, I think is going to blow away the rest of the weekend. Yeah. I, I think I think it's going to ruin WrestleMania for everyone. I'm warning you guys right now. If you watch Takeover, pre- prepare yourselves, lube up because WrestleMania is not going to be able to hold up to Takeover. It's going to feel totally different. It's going to be hard to transition out of and shift down into WrestleMania mode. But just prepare yourselves mentally. It's going to be two very different things altogether. Takeover, so. takeover is the hundred meter sprint. Brace and the yourselves. reason they moved it to Friday was so you could go to the spaghetti warehouse on Saturday and carb load right. for the marathon <laughs> that is going to be WrestleMania on Sunday. Oh, it wasn't because it wasn't because of the other events and the and and the Hall of Fame show. Yeah. it was so that you would have a oh god. It's, okay. it's like. It's like Takeover is the most motivational video. Like I finished watching it. I just want to like go out and work out and like karate right. kit it up. Rocky Balboa on the beach. You know what I mean? And then after WrestleMania, WrestleMania, I just want to like, I just want to eat. I just want to like sadness eat. Just have like some like a big bucket of ice cream. You're like, mm-hmm. we're, we're making the queso. The fridge is full of beer. I mean, I might have to have a nap at some point in the middle of that eight hour show. Well, there's a couple of, re- there's a couple of matches in WrestleMania. I can recommend for that if you want. Yeah. Oh, what else we got? 
Uh, next up, thank you, Jacob, for the question. Really good one. Uh, Ed asked, which match on the card is your under-the-radar show stealer? I'm assuming he means WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, well, WWE, but WrestleMania. Let's yeah, say let's WrestleMania. Let's, WrestleMania. Let's assume he means WrestleMania. Uh, you go first on this one. M- me? Me? Yeah, uh, you have to go first every now and then. <laughs> oh, okay. Under the radar. Under the radar. Um, Like I said before, I think Reigns and McIntyre is one that people might be sleeping on. Uh, but the one I'm going to call out for this is the Orton and Styles match. I think mm. that I think that one has a lot of potential to really kind of like when Styles was facing off against Shane McMahon and he opened the show and everyone was like Shane McMahon and AJ Styles, and then it was one of the best matches on the card. I think this one's going to be like that, where they're going to give them 15 minutes to work and it's going to be fantastic. And they're, they're going to have a crazy RKO. We're going to have a, some crazy athletics from AJ. That's the one I think is going to surprise people. Um, to be clear, I don't think that there's any like over the top phenomenal. Oh my God matches on this card. I really don't. I think there it's pretty, it's pretty milk and cookies. It's, it's, you know, it's going to be fine, but so it's Sam, not so any, Santa will like the show at least. Sure. Um, but there's not any like, Oh my God, that match could be really good. Um, the one I'm going to say is, I, I, um, I think there, I think the, I think there's a couple that could be really good. I just, um, he, he said underrated or under the radar rather. Um, like Kofi Daniel Bryan could be really, really, really good, but I think most yeah, people expect. But it. we're already kind of hyped on that one. The, the one That's that I'm I mean. not yeah. as hyped as I should be, but I feel like could be better than expected is the way I'm interpreting this is uh, Triple H Batista in mm. a, in, because it's no holds barred because we're going to get right. the sledgehammer out because we're going to get some some weapons we're going to have some out of the ring spots Batista because it's no through a table. holds barred. Oh God, no holds barred, Hogan! You set me off. You set me off. <laughs> Uh, that, that, gave, that would be mine on the rest of the You give this card. man rules and stipulations. He's like a fish out of water. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, Thank you, Ed, for the question. That was a good one. Moving on. Uh, Lionel. First question. Which WrestleMania 35 match is the most underrated? Uh, I, I, think I think we, we just that. answered we just that said, one. Yeah, we just, so answer so it. Second question. There you go, Lionel. Second question. It's kind of funny to think about it, but it kind of makes sense. What if that kid from WrestleMania 34, Nicholas, will come back to help Strowman win the no! Andre the Giant Battle Royale? No, no, Lando, you shut your whore mouth. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. That's, that's a 50 DKP minus. No, for that question. <laughs> no, not happening. If what if that kid comes back? I. I will. It is John Cone's kid. Explode. So. <laughs> my you heart, never know. My heart will implode like a crushing star, turning into a black hole of sadness, and oh. I will fall into oblivion. Oh no! Just <laughs> what? Please no. Dear God, no. Dear Thank God, you, Lionel, no. for the for the question. Uh, Dominic, next up. I hope we're going to see the end game this weekend, but are you worried they are going to burn Alistair Black and Ricochet by overusing them the way they did in the last month? So uh. this is an interesting... So I had this yeah. concern earlier. I just hadn't said it yet. Uh, are we overworking these guys? They're, they're, they're wrestling on three different brands. Yes, they're extremely athletic and talented, but is there a fear of injury from exhaustion or being overworked here across three brands and probably doing some house shows too? Um, well, they're probably giving them a bit of a break for the rest of the week because they did do Raw and SmackDown. That being said, SmackDown, they were protected by being in a tag match where they were out of the ring for most of the time. 
Uh, I think they're going to work their asses off on Friday night. They'll have a day to recover, and then they're in a, a four-way tag match on on Sunday. So I think they'll be protected there again. They're not going to have to go all out. You'll have a spot or two from each one of them. It's not like they're going to have singles matches or they're going to be have another. They're going to have two full-on tag matches. And I think that the match on Sunday is going to be a lot shorter. They'll probably do you know eighteen twenty minutes uh, at Takeover, maybe less, maybe even fifteen. And then on Sunday, I don't think their match. I don't think that tag match is going over ten minutes. Yeah. And that's four tag teams. So I think they'll be protected in that way. So I don't think that they'll were. Yeah, I don't think we're going to burn out of them. I don't think they're going to get burned out. But as far as going forward, yeah, they have to be careful that they don't overexpose them. I absolutely agree. I think the best thing they could do for these guys, it's inevitable at some point they're going to split them up and put them in title feuds of some sort, um, if not the same one, which could be really interesting. Yeah. Um, and we'll see where that goes. <clears throat> Heel black. Heel black. But, yeah, heel black face ricochet going yep. after the same title, and and then Please. you know the former tag team turns on yeah. each other. Yeah. It's, it, the story it writes, writes itself. itself. You don't even have to have a, a, a title in the picture; just have that feud going on the undercard, and yep. you know people will be into it. Yeah. So great question, Dominic. Uh, next up, we had Andy. Uh, real simple, Ian. Let's not overcomplicate this. Okay. Based solely on the card, how does this WrestleMania compare to past WrestleMania cards? Ooh, oh. Oh, uh, it's longer. That's fair. <laughs> That's my answer. No, it's uh, uh, honestly, it's funny. I went back and looked at some of the recent WrestleMania cards and some of them definitely looked underwhelming uh, in retrospect. But th- that being said, going into it, I think looking back on this one in a few years in retrospect, uh, it's not going to stand out as being outstanding as having a ton of like must see matches, but at the same time, like it's not bad. It's really, it's not bad. There's a lot of talent on here. There's a lot of people who are big names who are in big matches. Um, I think they have the potential to have this be one of the stronger cards they've had in a while. Uh, but it is ultimately going to depend on the quality of the matches that we get. Yeah. You know, last year, like we said, going into it, I thought we had a strong card, but looking at it again, I, I, you know, in in hindsight, I was kind of like, yeah, that really didn't deliver, and that wasn't so great, and that was a squash. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, going into it last year, I thought that the uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan match was a home run, and it was absolutely, it was so forgettable. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't even remember it. There you go. So, how does this? I mean, we can only really compare this to the last few years because we have to look at like the big bloated WrestleManias. You can't look at like WrestleMania three, which was two hours. Um, this is going to be a, a slog to get through and a lot, a lot, a lot of matches. Yeah, but here's here's the going it, going Go into it. I'm optimistic overall. Yeah, me too. Um, I think there's a lot of. Um there's a lot of social message. I want to make sure I say this the right way. There's a lot of Uh-oh. <laughs> there's a lot of big things in in the big three matches that are that are happening here. You've got the first ever women's main event, uh, and it's three of your most prominent women in the company, uh, in Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey, and they're main eventing for the first time. Mm-hmm. In uh, in uh, the second story here is somebody finally supplanting Brock Lesnar. We've got the yep. potential of Seth Rollins finally doing something that we've wanted for almost three years now and, and long-term taking that universal title off of Brock Lesnar, the big baddie. Um, and then you've got uh, something that people have been very vocal about online and you know across all of the promotions and everything and hugely in support of is Kofi Kingston, yep. uh, an African-American superstar that has an opportunity 
to to win or to at least compete for the WWE championship when there hasn't been a lot of opportunities for African Americans and it's it's out there, right? So yeah. I think there's there's some big stories here and I'm excited to see how those develop. I'm a little scared of how they'll the result, but but I'm optimistic in the kind of the stories that we're going to come out of this with if things do go quote unquote the right way. There this is this is going to be some big headlines on Monday. Yeah, and uh, frankly, if you know you and I are wrong and the faces win all the three big matches, it's going to feel really good. Well, I we're picked have all a really three big face. All faces. That's, win. Well, there you go. So if you're right, and all three big faces win, then it's going to be a very happy, uplifting WrestleMania, and maybe that's what we need. Maybe yes. we don't need to get that heat right now. It makes them kind of reset when they start their new season a bit. Um, but at the same time, maybe that would be a good thing. You know, like that. Being, I don't think they'll do it. That's not that's not WWE style at all. But if they did, if they pulled the trigger on three happy endings, the three big happy endings in one night, it honestly, I, I can tell you right now, it would feel really good if all those stories ended. Kofi Kingston uh, holding the WWE Championship, Seth Rollins the Universal Champion, Becky Lynch the Dual Women's Champion. That would feel really damn good. I would challenge you, anyone, to find anyone that would be upset at that result. Yeah. I, and I don't think you would. And I, frankly, I, I think that's why I'm second-guessing my picks oh, I, now because they're I, not going to give that to us. I disagree. But, I could absolutely find people who'd be upset with that. Oh. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Charlotte oh, sure. Flair and oh, sure. Ronda Rousey and Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Talking about fans in the WWE universe. Oh, oh right. Thank you very much, uh, Andy, for the question. That's a good one. I mean, you could talk for an hour about that one. That'd be good. Next up, we had Bibosh. Uh, what are the chances of all of the baby faces going over <laughs> in the three co-main events? It's like you guys it's are psychic. reading our minds here. Psychic. This is if great. If not, who has the... Oh, this is the good part of the question. Okay, okay. If not, who... So let's assume that they're not all three going to go over. Yeah. If not, who has the least chance of going chance over of Becky, Kofi, or Seth Rollins? Yeah, we kind of went over this in our picks. Um, you, I, I picked Daniel Bryan over Kofi. Um, again, I, I agree with that. I think Kofi has the least chance of winning here. I th So what we have to look at is the stories they've built here and how much leeway they have in having this person lose. Um, you can have Seth lose to Brock and it sucks for Seth. It's going to kind of, it's going to, you know, devalue him and push him back down to the top of the upper card. No, and it not sucks have, for all of us. Well, it sucks for everybody, but it's, but at the same time, like it really will stop his face bush face push cold in its tracks. We'll see, we will see what his ceiling is and we'll know that Roman is still Vince's big dog we, and it's, and that's going to be sad, but they absolutely could have Seth lose and there's really nothing anyone can do about it. And it wouldn't have anything to do with storyline. It would just be Seth, you know, Seth, Seth gets loses to Brock. He'll come out on Monday and burn it down and it's every, it's everything's back. And everyone to would be well, but you know, it's, it would definitely cut him off at the, at the knees a little bit. Yeah. Kofi could lose and you could keep running this program forward. Um, Kofi's so hot right now. They would, they might actually, like I said, want to get more heat on Daniel Bryan by having him screw Kofi at WrestleMania, which would make people even matter at Daniel Bryan, and they, and in their minds, at least, um, make Kofi more of a hot commodity going into summer. As you said, help Kofi sell more merch, um, help push another new superstar babyface, keep that heat going. Uh, they could see that running all to SummerSlam or even beyond. And that would be a reason to have Kofi lose at WrestleMania is they don't want to have the payoff for him just yet because it is such a new thing. Yeah. 
the one with the, so that's why I thought Kofi has he has storyline reason and he also has the ability to recover. Seth Rollins, you could argue to a lesser extent. Becky Lynch, they've built it so there's no way she can lose. Agreed. If she if she loses, it ruins her character, it ruins her credibility, and one of those other two women's going to be a dual champion, and that's going to make people furious. So, and that's not a way to end your WrestleMania show. Again, is with a downer. So, yeah, I think Becky has the least chance of losing, and it's a toss up, Kofi or Seth. But I picked Seth to win and Kofi to lose. So there you go. There you go. Thank you, B-Bosh. That's a good one. Again, another one we could probably talk about for an hour. Uh, last but certainly not least, Eric, should the WWE make all of the titles above brand in order to create new and exciting matchups going forward? I'm not really sure what he means by that. I think, he means, I think he means cross-brand. I think he means should we make all the titles so that they can go to any brand? Um, oh, sure. You know what I, I mean? I think I've, I've said that before. I think that there should be that crossover element yeah. and, and gamify it in the way that it, there's stakes of the t- you could lose the title from the brand. I, I love that, and I oh no, I'd I I love to see something. Like I that. think that they're going opposite of that. I think what they're doing, what he's asking, and what they're actually what they are doing, is moving in a direction where you're not locked into a brand. You can yep. go cross brand. The titles can go across brand. Intercontinental can go to Raw or SmackDown. The Universal can go to Raw or SmackDown. And I think one of the reasons they're doing that is because they're going to be splitting the shows onto different networks and they want to get all their superstars on both networks. So I think that going forward, the, we're going to, I don't know if we're going to see a draft. I think what we're going to see is the brands being unsplit and the titles being unsplit and everything crossing over. So um, what it, it, to answer his question specifically, should they? Uh, I, I could argue either way. There's pros and cons to both. Will they? I think they will. I do too. And I think it... It may even have the effect of bringing the universal title down to the intercontinental title level, um, as oh, as, a, as an as, seriously I, as an I upper think, as no. an upper mid card title. Otherwise, you can't put it. It's no. frankly been treated better than the WWE Championship for way too long, and it will stay. And, that and way. I hate that. It will ah, stay that way. You know. I, you know it nah. will. You know it will. That's that is that's Vince's new title. But I don't want it. Uh, hashtag wrestling. Thank you, Eric, for the great question. Yet again, another one that we could probably do a full bonus episode on. Uh, <laughs> but I'm anxious to see what happens after Mania with yeah. this alleged brand reformation of both. Whatever. Yeah. Guys, that's it for the listener questions. Thanks for hanging in there Thank today for those. Thank you for uh, submitting all of those wonderful questions to us. If you'd Love like it. to get in on future episodes, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for that $5 tier, and you can get your questions in with us every single week for just 5 bucks a month. But Ian, we're not done yet. Nope. Oh, my God. There's still more wrestling to talk about. There's still more We've got to, to do talk about. the other news lightning round. Beep, 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 All right. Beep, 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 Here we beep, go. Beep. Final stretch, Nick. We got this uh, in our super-duper WrestleMania edition bonus extra mega ultra show. Other news. Dude, Nick. By God. We were right. Jim Ross to AEW. You heard it here first. Confirmed. You might, you might have heard it here first. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we called this a few weeks ago. Uh, that Jim Ross's contract was coming up, that that there was motions happening, and we kind of, you know, we jokingly say that all the time about you know about anybody. Hornswoggle's out there on the free market. Hornswoggle to AEW. Obviously, you know that it's a joke. But in this yeah. one, we actually did call this. We a couple actually weeks got ago. one right. <laughs> well, we did, and because we thought it was actually serious, like it just seemed to make sense. Well, sure enough, Jim Ross is going to AEW. It has been 
officially confirmed. He's actually got the most lucrative contract for an announcer of all time. Wow. Uh, going to AEW. So <laughs> must be nice working for a true billionaire. Um, so yeah, Jim Ross to AEW. It's true. You know who else going to AEW? Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts to AEW confirmed he's going to be their no ring announcer. Kidding. Yep. Justin oh Roberts. God. He, that's somewhere you're not going to get choked out by Daniel Bryan or harassed by management. So there well. you go. Justin Roberts to AEW confirmed. Brutus Beefcake will be the newest member in, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Wait, the, that's the not an one. April Fool's joke? No. I, oh, wow. I okay. I thought it was I don't a believe April so. Fool's thing on Monday. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> no, it's, no, he's actually going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, it pays to be Hogan's best friend. Yeah, right. The barber. The barber. Uh, the man who's most famous for standing by while Shawn Michaels and uh, Marty Jannetty had a little bit of a scuffle, and Marty Jannetty tried to escape Shawn Michaels through the window. Uh, he's going into the Hall of Fame. I'm not sure that's how I would describe how that went down. That's absolutely what how it went down. Didn't you watch it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Bruce Beefcake to the Hall of Fame. Also, the Usos have signed a new contract and got a raise. They will be sticking around for a lot longer. Not terribly surprising, seeing as they're kind of WWE through and through. And, uh, you know, everyone was speculating Usos to AEW, which I... No. No. uh, No. Samoans aren't going to leave the WWE. Nope. Uh, Another reason (laughs) I I picked them to retain at WrestleMania is they just got a new contract. They ain't going nowhere. RVD has signed a contract with Impact. RVD will be showing up Impact in the foreseeable future. About the next month or two, he'll be at TV tapings, and they left options open open for him to renew after that. He says they have some opportunities for him, and he's curious to see how things are over there in Impact land. So it looks like RVD will be joining up a lot of... Really awesome wrestlers like like Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix and Johnny Impact and all the rest of them over there should be fun to watch. Basically, everybody from Lucha Underground. <laughs> right. They all got poached by <laughs> Impact. Uh, Michael Elgin uh, might be coming to WWE. There's some talks they're going after him pretty hard now that his New eh. Japan contract might be up. That's pretty much my feeling is uh, don't care. Stay away from WWE. I kind of hope I never see him again. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. If he does come to WWE, boo that man. Scumbag alert. Boo him. Scumbag alert. He makes Lars Sullivan look like Santa Claus. Uh, Terry Funk's wife passed away. Vicky, Vicky Funk passed away this last mm. week. Uh, really, really, really sad. I'm, I, I have to admit, this is a very morbid thought, and I apologize. I'm actually shocked. Shocked that, she, that, that he outlived her, to be honest. Damn. Well, this largely, a, largely because he, the way he's he, he's run his career, yeah, that's crazy, and I, I feel horrible for him. Obviously, that sort of situation, no one wants to be in. But you know, condolences to Terry Funk. Sounds like you might be losing your voice over there. Is because we it's WrestleMania weekend, and we had to do the mega show. Oh my god, I still have to go work after this, Nick. I got to talk all night. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, Noam Dar, Noam Dar, as we mentioned last week, got injured in a match on the NXT UK. Mandrews, uh, like, well, this is the crazy thing. So he basically, it turns out he goes to the hospital and the doctors were saying that uh, a, a something that would normally have blown out any normal human's knee and leg and torn ligaments and popped muscles and bones, he tweaked it a little bit. He's fine. Crazy. God. Thank God. I mean, that guy just got back from injury. Right. So Noam Dar dodging a bullet. Uh, Tennille Dashwood, you may remember as Emma, the true uh, originator of the women's revolution, is yes. now a free agent. You know what that means, huh. Nick. You know what that means. She's going to AEW. Neil Dashwood to AEW. You heard it here first. 
You might have heard it here first. No one's reporting that yet. And uh, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that would be a really good pickup for for her and for AEW. And finally, 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 Chris Jericho revealed this week that WWE is no longer allowing him to have any WWE wrestlers on his podcast. Can we have (laughs) Due to his association with AEW. Uh, We might have to lather up their taint a little bit more on this show if if we were going to get their... uh, they're wrestlers, Nick. We we seem to be a little bit too opinionated for them at yeah. this point. But uh, at any rate, you know, is what it is. It's Chris Jericho, now persona non grata in WWE. He's making a bit of a fuss about it, it, it kind of good naturedly, I have to say. You know, but because because it that just that's just business. Yeah. It makes sense why they would do that. No, I, I don't um, fault him at all for doing that. No, not at all. But uh, in, in fact, there's an approval process you have to go through with WWE PR to get approved as a podcast. How do I know this? Hmm. Because we've tried. Yeah, we're in the you process. You have to go of, through this process yeah. to uh, to get a pr- on their approved list so that WWE superstars can appear. And there's only yeah. two or three of them that are actually approved. And we didn't so. want to stop crapping on their raw tag division, so yeah. no one's showed up on our show yet. Yet, <laughs> yet, <laughs> yet, yet. You hear us start talking good things about the wow, the raw tag division is spectacular. Nick, I have yeah. to say they've really turned it around. Uh, next week on this show, Seth Rollins. So you'll you'll know you'll know. I love that Lacey Evans walked down the ramp every single week. It's amazing. Oh, I think that's one of the best creative decisions they've had in the last fifteen years. Speaking of one of the podcasts that can have superstars, please go check out the last couple episodes of Chasing Glory with Lillian Garcia. Oh, she had Lacey Evans and this week Ricochet. Fantastic interviews with both of those superstars. She. She puts on a really good interview anyway. So the great episodes. Shout out to Lillian for for a great show. Love. Also, that's Lillian, what I do every Lillian week. Garcia, living legend. Yeah. That that woman. That woman. Absolutely. Everyone, everyone talks about uh, Whitney Houston doing the Star Spangled Banner back in the day. Lillian Garcia, Star Spangled Banner, uh, September 12th or 13th, 2001. That's all I got. I forget if it was the day after or the day after the day after. I think it was the day after. I think it was the 12th. Yeah. Uh, that one is... It's a monster. So, anyway, Nick, that oh, is. Wait, are we done? Uh, have to, oh God! Uh, uh, thank you, everyone, for making it this far. Yeah. WrestleMania season, dear God, Nick, it's, it's it takes a toll. We did it though. We pulled a, we pulled the show in at under two hours and thirty minutes. What a show, guys! Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Please join us this weekend in our Facebook discussion group. We will be having live chats during TakeOver and WrestleMania. It's going to be super active all weekend. We'll be posting like crazy. Tons of stuff going on. Head over to our Patreon page. Sign up so that you can join in on the prizes for our Pick'ems. And if you just want to play Pick'ems that's on our Facebook discussion group, just go ahead and download it and play along with us. It's a ton of fun. Just don't expect that to... But you got to come over and join the group first yeah, to be able to exactly. get access to the documents. So head over to Facebook.com. Join the Busted Wide Open discussion group. We will get you in there for all of the shenaniganry that's about to start. Oh, uh, to, Lord. Tonight, actually. Some of these oh, shows Lord. are going on tonight in it New York. It begins. It begins. Oh. No holds barred, Hogan. Oh, my God. I'm not going to make you do that again. I know you're losing your voice. Uh, I'm losing, also I'm losing my on, mind. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at BWO Podcast, YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open. Be sure you hit subscribe and that notification bell because we're going live very soon. You heard it here first. Oh, oh my God. But I'm Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. Bye-bye, God!
Can somebody stop the damn match? And by the way, man, I'm still thinking about Lionel's question about that kid, Nicholas. It hurts me. It hurts me deep, Nick. It hurts me deep. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.